If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Form. The Form collection minimizes guesswork and makes hair care simple by offering personal regimens specifically designed for individual hair needs. It's the first women's prestige hair care collection to celebrate beauty in all of its forms. Get 10% off of your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com forward slash friendzone. That's F-O-R-M beauty.com forward slash friendzone. Get personal with form. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. None of my business is none of my business. That ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> she couldn't help her fucking self. Candy Burris, baby. Car- Candy Burris, Tucker. Okay, tucked to the ur. <laughs> As in tucked in. Okay. Tucked. So they beefing already and the show just started? Uh, it's more like ground turkey. <laughs> oh, God. You know, it's like a simmer. It's like a low simmer of a beef, but not necessarily the whole cow. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But there is definitely a rift there. We'll get there. We're it's not there yet. Business. It's none there of my business. It's none of my business. I was going to say, until then. <laughs> there you go. Hey, y'all. What's up? Welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell, the hey. Hades, the purgatory, Hades or whatever your personal beliefs are, last week we went there, okay? There so whatever your personal went. beliefs are as far as faith is concerned, which one of y'all wants a musty brain? I know I don't. Not me, girl. So that's why we're here. How's girl, everybody doing down. out there tonight? <laughs> 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 Will <laughs> Whoever doesn't watch the show is like, what's the Super fuck confused. Is happening? That's our ode to Big Frida. Yes. <laughs> Queen of Bounce, Queen Diva, you better believe her. <laughs> You know what? Who is bouncing back currently, might I add? (laughs) You ain't seen bouncing back. (laughs) Man, Frida is coming back with a splash. Uh, How's everybody doing? Good. How are your weekend? You know, my week was at the end. And so I made it through, (laughs) and that's all I was concerned about. Um, on Saturday, I did a few things. On Sunday, I did a few more things. Both of those days included <laughs> work. You know? And so I actually enjoyed some of my time on Sunday night. I went uh, to 
I went on an excursion to the Lower East Side, which is one of my favorite parts of oh, Manhattan. Yes. Um, I love spending time over there. That's my little hiding place. I guess not so much anymore since I've spoken about it on the show. But I love being down there. So I spent some time there on Sunday. So, I, you know, I feel balanced, if nothing else. LES is dope. I remember ducking off. It's a duck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? It's a duck off. The it's a duck off. Yes. What about you, Sante? My weekend was awesome. Uh, shout out to Charlotte. Show so much I love. love. I was Charlotte. out there. Charlotte, she was my favorite character on Sex in the City. So I feel you. <laughs> oh, you talking about the city? Right. <laughs> North it. Carolina. Come on and raise Take your shirt city. off. That's right. The Queen City definitely showed up. And y'all, y'all still have that Southern hospitality that I love oh so much. Oh. Shout out to our waitress at the Waffle House who had YOLO tattooed on her knuckles. Dead. She was... Great A customer service. I just love being in the South. It was amazing. Y'all showed so much love at the shows, and it was great to see y'all. And everyone asking, when's the friends all going to come out here? And for me to make it. all of them go back, go bug that, bug that woman in the corner <laughs> and, ask, and tell her <laughs> that she need to bring us to the... Okay. So it was great. I got to travel as always, which is always a little bit of a bitch, but it's still mostly a blessing. So I will take it how I get it. What about you, friend? How was your weekend? My weekend was amazing. I was in Seattle. Hey. I... Listen... Those of you listening from Seattle, can I just say y'all are blessed. <laughs> that is a place to live. The mm. food is so good. Trees, hiking trails, mountains. I was on Twitter, like, tweeting about it. As soon as I got home, I was just so mesmerized. The water, waterfalls, right. the food. The people are so freaking nice. My retreat stop was incredible. The women. Nice. We told y'all, 11-11, we, even <laughs> I cried. I, like, cried full out, like, from the heart cried at the end of it because I was just so thankful. Just thankful, thankful, thankful at the work that's being done and just the connection and just happy, man. I was just really... The world is chaotic right now, so any yes. moment of happiness you can find, you got to just, like, really feel it at Speak 100%. It. So I was just so thankful to be there. All those beautiful-ass women, they were so sweet. We went in with the conversation. Seattle Seattle gets it. So they asked... They, too, asked about the friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, when y'all gonna bring Dustin and Asante? They were seducing y'all with the uh, idea that weed hmm. would be there at the show because you can smoke it freely. So... You know, just I just got a confirmation number to my phone. <laughs> okay, just shit. throwing that out there. The Seattle loves the love bugs. Want to see y'all too? So we'll definitely be planning I'll that. Be there. <laughs> I'll be there. Come on. <laughs> so we'll definitely be uh, throwing that into the mix for mm-hmm. next year's we live show. See Seattle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was my weekend. It was an amazing weekend. Y'all ready to jump into the show? I would love oh, to do let's that. Do so let's start with the recap. So on last week's episode, we paid homage to our friends podcast, Jaden XD. What's up? Yeah, that's right. And they had a funny ass episode called "The Silver Teeth to Pipe the to Prison Pipeline," <laughs> <laughs> featuring Crystal. They're so silly, and they basically talked about their childhoods. But they but it was a focus on school. Um, K through 12 and just their different experiences and I found it so funny that I was like let's turn it into a tag we and you know what I wanted to actually tag some of the smaller podcasts because there was some smaller podcasts that were tweeting me like can you tag us yeah I don't know everyone's name but you know what we're not even going to say a specific name anyone who wants to jump in on that conversation tag us let us know and let's just get the conversation going that's how it works yeah I think it's super cute that way we can all unite and and 
bond our, our shows a little bit. But anyways, so as always, you guys had a lot to say about your K through 12 experiences and just your laughter about our experiences. I love that y'all were uh, loving my cat name. <laughs> Yo, someone changed their name me. to that on Twitter and tweeted me and I was crying y'all are so funny <laughs> but anyways Asante who stood out to you shout out to Morse in the emails uh, the subject is my teacher cursed me out 15 years after I graduated wow what <laughs> Ooh, I Yo, read that shit <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I read that shit I have to read this <laughs> so they said I'll start by saying that I've always been a bit of a smart ass see so you know enough look, told you. look already <laughs> I had a social studies teacher in high school that I didn't dislike, per se, but he was so dry. He was one of those young, cute teachers with light eyes, probably in his mid-20s or so. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. But that sound dry? (laughs) Anyways, because he was young and cute, the students loved him and automatically thought he was going to be a cool teacher. But he really wasn't. He was serious about the curriculum and the stupid SAT word of the day. And to me, his personality was dry as hell. Sound like he's a good teacher. Right. Yeah, I sound like that. Never mind. Let me wait. 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 So at some point during the school year, I told him he needed to loosen up. And then I told him that he had no personality. Oh, my God. A child talking a child. to me like that. Ooh. Fast forward 15 years. No wonder he waited. This. He said, you know what? I've been waiting all my <laughs> You know, and you know teachers that... No, you didn't. He was waiting to catch her ass. Like, you know young teachers, outside. too. Okay. And, and young teachers, too, you know they probably just, like, remember them. She's like, ooh, I hope I don't catch grudge. your ass ever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the fast grudge. forward 15 years, and my bestie and I ran into him at a local gym. We were debating on whether we want to interrupt his workout to say hello. See, he's still there. He's still rude. After all these years, he still looked the same, and despite his personality, he'd always been attractive. So we decided See? to go for it and speak. We asked if he remembered us, and he did. But I didn't get the response I thought I would. He said, I'm dying already. Yes, I remember you. You told me I didn't have a personality. And now that you're grown, I can tell you, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> and, prompted, and promptly put his earbuds in and resumed his workout. My bestie and I damn near fell out. I was mortified. I guess he'd been holding on to that Holy for quite some shit. time. And after a whole ass 15 years, he really had some words for me. I can't say I didn't deserve it. Are Keep you me. kidding? Who was your teacher? Candy Burris? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm holding on to that But for a teacher to, to like, mm-hmm. remember. But yes, I yeah, remember. And since your ass grown, you can kiss my ass. So this teacher was, in fact, cool after all. <laughs> that was the you best was story yeah. ever. You didn't know the signs to look for. <laughs> to know that the nigga hat was down. Don't tell Friend. nobody else that story. <laughs> <laughs> tell everybody. You keep that to yourself. Friend, what about you? What did you find in the SoundCloud streets? <laughs> Shatina Anderson said, My grandmother lived with me for a while a few years ago. One day I heard all this bounce music coming from her room. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I can't finish. <laughs> 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 Uh, Wait. That's how you keep the hips healthy. <laughs> okay. And I was like, Grandma, what are you watching? <laughs> Give me some of that. <laughs> and y'all, from that moment on, my 65 year old grandma had me hooked on watching Big Freedom. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> She knew what was up. She she could see Frida's heart. You know, grandma's always no, see but people y'all heart. L- imagine at your grandma's house and bouncing <laughs> just coming from her room. Like, what the hell? Well, I, one thing 
Now, let's be clear. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. I'm glad she called you in there, and I'm glad you made it sooner than later. Because Big Frida is a lot to take oh, the show. Don't do it. That show is a lot to take. <laughs> and, you know, everybody, you know, the older you get, your heart and things. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you know, pelvic, you know. Oh, it's Katie Reds. <laughs> ah, yeah. What that Katie Red song. And then so the soon as Katie Red do it, Big Frida be like, oh, oh. every was, time. They was doing arms. They was doing arms. So you know, and see how irritating that was? Now imagine a 60, 70 year old woman. <laughs> Putting that on her heart. No wonder she turned the TV up. She probably couldn't find the strength to get the words <laughs> to tell you to get your ass in there so you can check her pulse and monitor her Yo, and dude. make sure she make it through the episode. Shit. Girl down. Girl, literally, woman down. Oh, down. Okay? You better ask somebody. And in this case, I'm glad she did. Jesus. <laughs> Was so about to be on the main line. <laughs> need him. I, I need you forever, Jesus. Hi, Yo, guys. I feel my face like literally hurts. Dustin. <laughs> what did you yes. find in these streets? Please. Okay, no problem. <laughs> in these streets. <laughs> and there comes Katie Red. I'm just playing. I'm not going to do it. Please, please, please. <laughs> she be like, <laughs> she like, do it. Yeah! <laughs> I can't even get Oh my god, like you I doing was. it because she was on there. <laughs> yeah, you know how she be doing. She's really awkward. Oh we'll get god. there. We're not there yet. Sorry, oh my god. Okay. That was probably so painful for everybody listening. Oh, we should have so gave a sound warning sorry. there. Damn. Yes. Okay. So hopefully our editors add that in. <laughs> anyway. Ooh. So in these streets, like I said, oh um, I want to give a shout out to Dr. John Paul, and that's J O N, no H. You know, because everybody oh, got to be different. I believe we need to check that medical license. I believe that license got an H. Oh I think that's some, that's some Twitter shit right there. Like, I'm, like, I'm Dr. John Paul. Oh, J-O-N. Right. But anyway, shout out to Dr. John Paul who tweeted, shout out to Friends on Pod. Hey, friend. Hey, hey, Asante. And look at Dustin. I've officially been my own boss for three months. And hey. it was their podcast that made me believe it's possible. That's right. Do so, it big, shout out, to, shout out to Dr. Joan Paul. Joan Paul. Okay, I guess you earned it, right? You said, damn it, I'm taking the H out. <laughs> Reclaiming my H? Okay. <laughs> so... I want to give another give a, I want to give another shout out to young K1 MCHI who alerted me that Aha's Take On Me which is one of my favorite <gasps> songs and videos of all time has now surpassed 500 million views on YouTube. Yeah. And nothing else. How many of those are yours, Dustin? Well, I've definitely <laughs> contributed, but I also would like the record to reflect that I was right. So anyway, <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> um <laughs> I also would like to give I'd like to give a shout out to at D-A-V-E-Y-O-N-M-I-N-A-J who tweeted I'm the glass in reference to a video clip from the infamous This Bitch is Shaking the Table scene from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta who said who was tweeted by at the E-R-K-J who said hey, that they were Mimi walking, watching the glass fall. And if you watch this clip oh and you watch how Mimi Foss watches this glass fall, friend, I would like for you to just oh hold God, that, please. Yes. We're having a live audio viewing. You listen and watch with oh. your ears. 
They went away. <laughs> I'm glad it was that. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't mean to you know? laugh. Anyway, so it's That's just a hilarious... my business. <laughs> it's a hilarious tweet. I would like to close this out. <laughs> close things out, all right? By giving a shout out to the one and only Sabrina Claudio. Aww. Yes. Who won me over as a fan today because four hours ago, she responded to a tweet that said, Sabrina Claudio, I need new music from you. By saying, literally just released a full-length project like the right? month ago. <laughs> <laughs> Not I literally. The L is lowercase. It is extremely petty. It is definitely on yes. the pettiest of notes. I was so proud and so moved. I went and downloaded her music. Yes. I'm a fan now. I like yes. the way she did that. You'll love her. So shout out to Sabrina Claudio. Justin. <laughs> That's all I got in these streets. It's a little bit more, but I don't feel like going in that side of town. <laughs> yeah, ready to jump into this week's oh, topic? Let's do it. Okay, so. Okay, so. Okay, so. Okay, so. <laughs> so I was on the flight uh, on my way back from Seattle to New York City. You was on the plane with Dwayne. I w- no, you didn't. <laughs> I was on the plane with Dwayne. Shout out to you. Yeah, come to hell, man. Listen, I'm the baddest of the school. The, the rake song. <laughs> <laughs> um, we could do that too now. And, and I was watching, and I was like, hmm, what should I watch? And I started watching the Founder film. Okay. Oh, Have y'all heard of it? Yeah, I heard of it, but I haven't watched. Give it to us. It's basically a film that talks about this uh, struggling salesman from Illinois named Ray Kroc, and it was played by Michael Keaton. And he meets Mac and Dick McDonald, who are the creators of McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So he was so impressed by the system that him created. They were really small at that point. This was like, I think, in the 50s in the South. And they just had their one little tiny McDonald's. It was like this really cute store. They had ordered like eight mixers from him. He was he was selling mixers. And he was like, who the fuck can be buying eight mixers like in this economy? So he went to go see who these guys were. And he saw that they had created this really cool a burger joint that only served, like, four things and had, like, what they called the speedy system, which is machines that they created that would put the ketchup, put the mustard, Mm. two pickles, you know, and he'd never seen anything like that. At that point, that was, like, high tech. So he was, like, fascinated. And obviously, I think you should watch the movie, so I'm not going to, like, kill it for people. Long story short, he ends up going into business with them, but he ends up, knocking them out <laughs> like taking over oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he ends up taking over mcdonald's to Damn. the point that now when you when you uh research mcdonald's it's his name that comes up and not so much the brothers so Damn. i won't give away how he did it that's the point of the movie you have to see it but the crazy thing is that his ideas were actually brilliant like what he was telling the brothers and suggesting really made mcdonald's what it is today Will I say it was epic of him? No. It was epic in, like, if you're looking at it from the angle of capitalism, yeah, it was amazing. You know, from a struggling salesman who went to be nosy to find out who was buying all this shit to taking over a company that now is, like, I think grosses, I don't know. Right? I mean, I don't even know what they're... billions daily. You know, in so many countries, and so... Literally everywhere. (laughs) He did that himself. It, like, came from his imagination by him being so impressed with them. So 
let's take that concept, right? right. And I'm going to tie it into Big Frida. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm watching that. And this, you guys know how I look at things as an energy forecast because I thought it was not a coincidence that I watched that movie. And then when I get home, I finally catch up on Big Frida because I want to be able to participate when yes. Dustin talks about <laughs> it. And I love the show. It's just really good. Yes. Um, and I'm, and hopefully those of you listening have been watching it. I won't give anything away, obviously, but I'll just say everyone I'm sure at this point has been introduced to Wilberto, <laughs> who is the choreographer. He's also <laughs> portly. <laughs> who is the choreographer that... You know, you don't have to make note of that. I feel my art speaks more than speaks for that. <laughs> who is uh, a choreographer that... that joins Big Frida's team in hopes of refining and kind of polishing and taking her brand to the next level. By the way, Big Frida had an episode where they asked what the pronouns were. So if you hear us interchanging between he and she, is because she said that she is totally okay with them being interchangeable. So I just want everyone to know that we're being totally respectful. Um, Before so, you start that bullshit. Right. you know you will. <laughs> so... He has come on board, uh, Wilberto, to help the brand elevate, you know. But the thing is, he's starting to change it. He's changing it from what it, the, the core values, the raw appeal of bounce music. Bounce music, for those of you who aren't familiar, is maybe Dustin or one of you guys want to describe it more. It's, it's music that comes from New Orleans, yes. from the streets of New Orleans. It's amazing. It's fun. It's high energy. High energy, lots of percussion, lots of bass in it. Um, and it encourages you to, it encourages you to dance really rapidly. Right? <laughs> in circles. Yes. Right. <laughs> so it's really, really uh it's it's for the culture. It's from the streets, you know? And so Wilberto view he has a vision for it though right so he's he they recently went to vegas so he had like the showgirls with the feathers jumping on stage he's gotten rid of a lot of the original dancers to put what he feels are more like la like veteran pro dancers that are giving more than just the bounce you know ass shaking steps and actual like choreography yes so it's been interesting to watch because the tie-in that I'm going to bring with the movie The Founder mm -hmm. and Roberto is that here's my question to you. Let's say you have created something and it's amazing. But as we all know as creatives and not even just in creatives, there's even those of you in nine to fives, whatever it is, even in a nine to five, you're creating something. So there's always going to be someone who you'll meet who can help you elevate mm -hmm. your vision, your brand. And a lot of the times I think one of the biggest lessons is knowing and having the discernment of who is going to actually help you elevate it. Right. Whose vision might be different from yours, but that you should actually be open to it because you should always be open. Sometimes people see things bigger than you might in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, at your like current level of consciousness, they might kind of see beyond it and help you get there. So... But then there are also people that are snakes <laughs> and really just want to take over or to kind of knock you out. Or maybe they see what you made and like it for themselves, but just know how to seduce you out of it slowly. So really, it's, it's a lot of discernment that takes place. So here's my question for you guys. And we can even use the Big Frida example since we all watch the show. Right. Um, how, what is your discernment? When sharing your ideas <laughs> and your 
<laughs> and your visions and your dreams with people that maybe you're sharing it because they can help you take it to the next level. What's your discernment on that? How do you share it and be open without fear of them doing something where they're going to like threaten your positioning or your brand? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you have that discernment or have you been burned? Yes and yes. And that's how I gain that discernment. Right. So absolutely, that's a very real thing. Um, were you about to speak? No, I I'm not. No. I, um, first of all, that's something that comes with time and experience. That, and when I say that's something that comes with that, what I mean is you learn how to navigate people's intentions as you have certain experiences working in like entertainment, right? right. When you're so pursuing or passionate, and this is something that's not exclusive to entertainment. This is actually, this can be applied to really any career if you're passionate about it. But specifically entertainment because these are literally like people's dreams that they're chasing after. And they, there's a lot of sacrifice involved in people who pursue, pursue careers in entertainment. Of course. So when it's something that you're extremely passionate about, you're always aware or you have a heightened sense of awareness of opportunity and of possible opportunity or possible connections with other people whether it is someone who is at the same level as you or if it's a connection with someone who actually is in a position of power that could quote-unquote help you um and as you grow and you deal with more and more people and have more and more experiences you learn how to and you learn when to share and what to share Early on, you're so green and eager (laughs) that you're telling every damn body everything that you're doing. And you don't even look as if you have any focus. You don't look like you have really spent time honing (laughs) what it is that you want to do and why you want to do it. It's just a very chaotic energy. But in your head, because I've been that person before, and in your head, you're just eager and trying to make the best of all these connections that you're making. As time goes on, you see that everybody that you feel can help you doesn't even want to, first of all. Second of first of first of all, they don't have to. True. Let's get that out there. <clears throat> Beyond that, some people don't even want to. There are people who will take your ideas and run with them. There are people, like you just mentioned, there are other people who will... It becomes an issue of preference or, a, or choice, kind of, as opposed to what it is that they can help you do, right? So, like, say you're a... Say you're a... You have this song that you recorded. It's a ballad, right? And you know somebody that's a record exec, so you take it to them. They're really not popping like that, but they're connected to the label, and that's all you know, so you're excited about the conversation. They recognize it as an opportunity to advance within the label if they bring some new talent to them, so they have an idea of what they think is going to be successful and what you should do. So they tell you that your song sucks or you should do an up-tempo song or whatever because they feel like that's going to be most successful. As a pole, and in your head, you feel like, well, this person has this experience, so I should listen to that, and you end up changing your whole flow and never going anywhere when that person really didn't even have your best interest at heart, they had theirs. And that's something that you learn, you become more savvy with. Or you you get somewhere and you hit success Mm -hmm. and you fall into a terrible depression because Mm -hmm. the success you hit has nothing to do with you and everything to do with what you've created that's actually not you at all. All because you listen to somebody else because you wanted the help. 
And so a lot of times it's not you being stupid, you're just naive and you just are eager for the opportunity or whatever, and you end up in that predicament. But as time goes on and you continue pursuing opportunities, you can gauge very quickly what a person's reach is, what a person, where they are. True. You can gauge all of that. And so you learn how to kind of be a little bit more protective of like your art. And you know when to share it, who to share it with, and things like that. So it's something everybody does when they first start getting their feet wet. But those of you who are smart and who get it, you learn very quickly how to gauge whether or not you should share with somebody. What about you? You know, I'm still learning. And I think uh, a lot of it has to do with I've always run in, like, some of the same circles. And so that's been, like, a blessing and a curse. Because the more I have, like, uh, a tight-knit group of people that I can just kind of collaborate with at all times, the easier it is for me to trust, like, you guys to tap me into other people as opposed to it being like, you know, oh, I have to make some sort of connections and I'm just going to go out and meet any and everybody and welcome them all into the fold and we're all going to always work. And it's like, realistically, that would be cool to work with each and every person that you mean bump into. But unfortunately, it's like, I think the connections really connect when the energy is there. So, like, because I've been in the same circles, it's because the energy's always been good. So it just not to say that it makes me comfortable, but it almost makes me think, well, if I go outside these circles or if I look at people outside these circles that have had issues, then it makes me more hesitant to want to, like, jump out of those networks. But I think because um, I'm so early in my career, but I feel like I've been blessed to see so many things and do so much like even this podcast over two years hundreds of fucking episodes like the randomest thing to think like we would just do it like in my mind i'm just coming in on tuesdays to do this and now to like go down the road and say we've been working all of this time it's like right that consistency is there so people they'll look at that consistency and either they'll be able to match that somehow you know that frequency will be there and then i'll be like oh they've been doing xyz and maybe we can work together somehow or I can see if they don't have any of that consistency, but their interests align, like maybe that's a connection there somehow. But I always feel like there's something on the inside that'll like kind of connect, or there'll even be something that'll disconnect when it you know it goes the side it goes sideways. But outside of all of the things that happen, I think that people always lose sight of what's important to them because of all the fluff. Like we have these programs where we feel like we need to connect with everybody and do everything. And then you lose yourself. Like, it's like you just kind of start to give too much of yourself away. And once you do kind of build up that tolerance to to know who you are and guard yourself and, you know, really protect that and build that, then it makes you just tougher and more prominent. Then people can always look to you and match that. I mean, yeah, I I agree with both of you guys. The sermon, I think, comes from being burned a couple times. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's just kind of how it goes. I shouldn't say that's how it goes. I'm sure that there are exceptions, as there is with everything. But I personally... The thing about me is I've, I've never been someone who enjoyed working with, like, a lot of people. I've always been... And obviously that comes from me being a little more introverted and an only child. When I create things, my brain immediately goes to how can I fulfill it? How can I follow through on my own? And I Mm -hmm. tend to take things on my own as far as possible and then usually have to be like pushed off a cliff to have to like ask for help (laughs) or work (laughs) with someone else. 
Um, but I have, especially you mentioned the singer thing. Like yeah. as an artist, I wasn't making music I wanted, which is a lot of what made me walk away from it too. The people I was working with were very like powerful and bigger than me at the time. So their word uh, was more valuable at the time. At least that's how I allowed it to be. Yeah. Just from, you know, being naive to power. And um, I didn't stand in my power at all and kind of let people tell me, oh, this will be better. This makes more sense. Da, da, da. And obviously that made me lose the love for it and the passion for it, too. Mm. You know, so it was a lot of different elements. Um, but then even in business, like, it's been interesting because there is a discernment you have to create where I don't like to work with people normally so I will find any excuse to be like no it doesn't feel right or no they're gonna do you know like so it it can be either way too where like you can go to the extreme and not open yourself up to people that maybe you should give a try to like I'm so thankful obviously I always say it with this podcast this probably isn't something I would have done but you guys really pushed it into my brain where it's like we could do this and it'll be mm-hmm. fun and look what it turned into something mm-hmm. I would never have done if you guys hadn't approached me and even with the wellness tour I didn't have a tour in mind I just did the one retreat and it was the the young ladies who attended the tour who started saying what if you come to our cities and then my partners they're the ones that were like yo we could do this mm-hmm. and in my brain of course I'm like oh god all the work that's mm-hmm. gonna take and who's you know, getting the venues and the cities. And it seems oh, so daunting that. when I thought of it like too much. And then we literally were like, let's just do one city and see how it feels. And then from there, let the momentum take us where it needs to. So sometimes it is nice to listen to other people because my my partners are really the ones that were pushing for the tour. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. more so worried about the logistics and the budget. And, you know, I'm a tourist. We... Don't you? We're literally a bull. Like I don't mm-hmm. move until I know that it's a for sure thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes taking risks isn't really my strength, but I've learned this year to take more risks, and it's totally been worth it. That's but here's great. and here's my thing though, it's like the story with Ray Kroc, who was the one that swiped <laughs> McDonald's. I keep thinking you're gonna say Raekwon. Raekwon. Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> Every time, the first time, I just didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> The first time you said his name, I was like, Raekwon was in that movie. (laughs) Here's the thing about that story, and I want to see if you can tie it into your personal lives. What happens, though, when you meet someone who their vision for where your brand should go is actually, like, pretty epic. Like, they have really great ideas. And then not only do they have great ideas, but they have a a know-how. And they can—and they have— um, the ability, you you know when someone may not have the connections, but by their personality, you know that they'll make them, like they'll yes. get them. Some people just really strong mm-hmm. and go-getters and bright. Um, this Ray Kroc dude, when you watch the movie, you'll see like he just had it. He just went for it. Eye of the Tiger. The McDonald's brothers were more like me. They were more so, which is so funny because when you think about what McDonald's is now, and at the time... They probably would roll they probably rolling right now you know because at the time they wanted to keep it really organic and they were working with like farmers to get the like best beef and the best buns and the everything was like um really clean dairy straight from the farm like they had this image of mcdonald's being more so like homegrown burgers that mm-hmm. had like real like the taste and the quality 
they actually prided themselves in keeping it small and local. <laughs> so to see what it is now where I don't even think that's really meat anymore. You know what I mean? So right. it's so <laughs> Which is crazy. allegedly before the beef industry comes for our asses and takes our show. I don't allegedly <laughs> think it's meat anymore. <laughs> well, even if it's not, you know, it made way for all these other burger joints and chains. Like, right. Look at Shake Shack even, who was trying to do that, like, farm-to-table stuff would make that easier and affordable in other cities outside of New York. Right. And I think that's the question that I have for you. Like, <laughs> it's interesting that they had such a such a beautiful but kind of what would be deemed small vision because they wanted to keep it small. They didn't even want to really expand like that. It wasn't in their vision. But here comes Ray Kroc, like, no, like, you know, giving them Hollywood. Like That's their fault, though. Whose fault? The uh, what's their name? The Mac and Dre, Cool and Dre. What's their name? <laughs> the McDonald's brothers. Yeah, that's their fault. What was his name? Who? The guy that Ray Croc. Ray what? Croc. Let you know up front. <laughs> it's a Croc. He's bringing a Croc of shit your way. Like y'all ain't paying attention. Ray Croc. As soon as you say that, I'm folding my arms. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm Ray Croc. <laughs> Fold my arms and just look at him. That's crazy. And he was being really aggressive the whole time. Like See? you know, with the with the growth, it was very rapid. He was bringing in ideas that they weren't interested. At one point, to save money with the fr- refrigeration and the dairy and ice cream, he was like, "Fuck the dairy. Let's just do powder, because you don't need a refrigeration system. You don't mm-hmm. need ice cream at all." And they were like, "Are you kidding? Like that's." They were so disgusted, but he did it anyways. And cut down a lot of money. So that's my question. What happens when you meet someone whose vision of where you can go is epic? Like, truly epic where you can see it and you can really you can really roll with it and, and know that it's going to be big. But it has nothing to do with what you had in mind. Where it's do you meet it halfway? Time. It's decision time. And there is no halfway. You may be able to to come up with some sort of arrangement where you have influence or you have some sort of creative control. But even then, when we're talking about a deal as large as that or when someone can change your life that much money, your influence and level of control initially is not going to be large because they're literally helping you more than you're helping them in the beginning. Right. Now, long term, you have the power, but in the beginning, you need the help. So there really is no halfway. In my perspective, it's just a decision. Do you sacrifice, you know, your immediate need for fulfillment to position yourself in a better place to be able to actually execute your vision with better resources? Or are you just loyal to your vision and unwilling to, I guess, wait or or adjust whatever you have planned to bring it to fruition. You just simply have to make a choice. And I don't think it's always an unethical choice. I think sometimes you have to set yourself up to do better and everybody else around you. And if that means you got to wait to be ethical, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I got to do a couple seasons of Love and Hip Hop. Oh That's just God. what I got to do. You see what Cardi B did. True. Get in, get out. Right. So that's how I feel about that. <laughs> what about you? What if someone comes in with the vision, but it's just not really yours? Uh, then that's okay. I just feel like I have people. I have people that I consistently speak to that randomly um, will talk to me, and they know my vision. They line up with it. They like, like shout out to my best friend Anton. Like, uh, ever since high school, she's always, like, known my vision. I've always been able to talk to her about it. And I have these other people like that, and I can talk to them, and they just always can speak on to me the stuff that I know and I believe and I have. 
And if if someone came along and was kind of like, hey, we need you to um, do this, like it's going to help you out, but it's not going to be exactly what you want. It's going to be kind of like, uh, I mean, I'm not sure this is something that I would have to do or want to do because it might take longer to get to where I want to be by doing that. Like it might sidetrack me, and it might be a good sidetracking distraction. It might take me somewhere where I never knew I could go and open up tons of doors. Right. But if it takes me like too far off of where I really, really want to be, then later on down the road, I'm not sure like how satisfied I'm going to be about the overall product. And that's something I had to learn like just through working with people on, on their blogs in New York City. Like I've worked for several blogs, like low blogs, high blogs, everybody just doing like little camera shit, editing. And then to see people say, this is what we want our stuff to be about. And then they're like, oh, we're not getting enough hits on our website, so we're going to make it this. And it's just kind of like, that's cool for you. And like, <laughs> I just want to get my paycheck, but I don't really want to do any of it if it's going to involve fucking my shit up. Look at when Nicole Bitchy, right? Mm-hmm. Nicole Bitchy had a very popular gossip blog um, and pop culture just pop blog website. She was not happy. She Concrete was Concrete Loop, too, mm-hmm. remember? Concrete Loop. Yeah. Nicole Bitchy, though, her, her specifically, she changed her blog to XO Nicole, and it was only, like, positive, uplifting yeah. stories and stuff, and she went broke. Yeah. And went through, like, an emotional crisis over that. So, I don't know. Because she wanted to, she wanted her work to align more with mm-hmm. her integrity, which yep. she felt the other side hadn't because of the energy it was putting out into the world, which I completely understand. But that's also difficult because it, it changed her trajectory. You know, Literally. her money was like amazing. I remember she used to post pictures of her apartment in Atlanta, remember, yeah. with the striped walls and shit. Like yeah. she was popping. So it was a big change to let go of that. And that's why when I was, um, I was so curious seeing people's reviews on the founder. And it was interesting people seeing people on Twitter being like, what an amazing movie on the power of vision and pristance. And they were really praising the movie. Mind you, the so, movie's great. So like forget the brothers. You know, and it, I'm like, it's well done. Yes, Michael Keaton has always been an incredible actor. So I, in that sense, if you want to talk about the movie itself, yes. But people were praising <laughs> the was story. Like, did you watch the same movie I, that I did? No, truly. I was like, wow, man. Like... They're praising this man that literally swiped an idea from two really, like, pure Southern brothers. And then not only that, but in the end, he totally, like, when they asked at least can we get 1% of the company or something, he, like, was like, yeah, let's handshake on it, which I'm sad that they did. And then, you know, the laws they couldn't get at couldn't least prove 1%. that the handshake ever happened. So they have they they walked away with a million dollars each. That's it? That's from, it. For McDonald's? For McDonald's. <sighs> he bought it out. He bought them out for a million dollars wow. each. A million dollars each. That's okay, because some life I told you, life gives it back. But no shade, but look at McDonald's now. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's huge. It's everywhere, but it's also like not good for people. Mm-hmm. So I almost think like there's a common thread between that man and what McDonald's does to people. I really view it that way. So You're it's right, a matter man. of what you want to put out. Like, yeah, he killed it. His kids, 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 kids will probably be rich. But like, how he is he contributing to people? <laughs> how is he contributing? To the world when you really, really, really look at it. Yep. So that's why I was kind of disgusted by the capitalist white dudes on Twitter that were like, 
amazing movie must see <laughs> mm. you know what I'm like he literally yeah. ruined two people's lives ruined not to mention how many other people who eat that shit daily so my question so for me yes I think I'm at a crossroads like I said I'm someone who can be a little closed off to other people's visions because I love sticking to my own mm-hmm. I, I truly believe in my integrity my moral compass I believe in my ideas. I believe in my ability to execute them always. But what I'm learning, like I said this year, is that sometimes you do have to step out of your comfort zones. And sometimes it may take someone else to be able to help you do that. And so I'm at that crossroads now where I have to like figure out a way to be open to letting go <laughs> and letting people in. Even the thought of like having a bigger team someone like managing my career like those things are very intimidating because that means a lot of hands are going to start being in the pot and when hands are in the pot that means more ideas are thrown and you know how do you keep the integrity of your vision while also being open-minded now if we go back to big frida it's interesting because i think what's happening is that her show has completely changed like her vision has completely changed but Big Frida doesn't seem unhappy with that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. I mean, if she's not unhappy, then at the end of the day, there isn't anything wrong. I think maybe as her fans, it Mm -hmm. might feel that way because you get attached to someone's early vision, which is another thing I think that happens with artists, too, when they change up too much or get too mainstream. We'd be like, oh, you know, they sold out. But maybe that's not saying Big Frida wanted to sell out, but maybe her vision for her brand was beyond bounce music. It was. Like, you see how she's doing the EDM collabs. and So, you know, you have to respect that, too. Well, I guess that's more of a TV land comment, so never mind. I just (laughs) think that you, people need to be aware of their place and their position in any situation. And if you want to be in full control of the direction of something, you need to be the boss. And right. if you're not and take the boss, if you're not the boss, you need to understand that you are working, supplementing someone else's work, vision, everything. And you need to be selfless in your actions. When people are not like Wilberto, okay, and they more so, <laughs> Wilberto has dressed up the act of executing his creative vision in the shroud of helping Big Frida. Right. And that's what makes it unfair to the other people that it affects. So I think as long as you avoid that type of disingenuous, you know, behavior and your actions aren't rooted in that, there's nothing wrong with changing and evolving as things go on. Why should Big Frida do bounce music for the duration of of any sort of music career that, that Big Frida has? Why? Why be limited to that? To keep somebody dancing on the team? That's a tricky part, too. You know what I keep thinking about, too? Um, artists that have to go through the battle of wanting to be independent or, or even wanting to be signed. And I look at people like Dawn, who is independent, and how people are like, oh, she needs to go get signed so she can do a bigger budget and look this way and do X, Y, and Z. But it has nothing to do with being signed or independent. Like, she's independent because she can do it the way she wants it, and she can make it look the way she wants it. Yeah, she could get you know sign a deal tomorrow, but then someone's going to tell her, okay, well, you're going to have to do X amount of albums. They have to sound this way. You're going to need this type of hit, which she could easily do, but why would but she do that? Not the she trajectory can, she's interested in. At all. 
But all. fans do get mad at that. And that's oh, another absolutely. thing, too, because that's happened to me where business people have been mad at me because they're like, you could make so much more money, dude. Like, if you, you know, push more product, if you sell this. I've had people tell me, you being so niche with the health and wellness is cutting you out from so much, like, so much of a bigger vision and a bigger market. Like, if you do sell Dove or you do campaigns with, you know, these bigger, like, L'Oreal or Revlon and just say, fuck it. Like, yeah, health is cool, but, like, there's money to be made. You know, I've had people put that seed in. And, of course, on a grand scheme of things with business, yeah, that's true. I could be making a shitload more money if I wasn't, if I didn't have uh, wellness as my priority, if it wasn't my advocacy work. Right. Yeah, I could get checks for days and then be twirling and spinning my hair on Instagram. <laughs> but it it's just not what I'm interested in. It's the trajectory I'm not interested in. And I, and people struggle with that too. Yeah, but you got to sleep at night. Okay. And that's, you know what I'm saying? And that's what it comes down to. And I think that's what helps me is aligning myself with projects and people that I look at their character first. Yep. You know, like a Ray Kroc, I probably wouldn't have been interested in because you can smell a person's okay. person. You know, you can sense like, this is wild. You know what Ray Kroc smelled like. <laughs> Powdered no, milk. Exactly. As soon as you come to me saying you want to turn my fresh farm to table ice cream into powdered milk in what does 50s. that say in the 50s that shit. means our values on what this business should Completely look like different. are not aligned in any way so you have to be attentive to like those little subtle things that might seem little like it's just a milkshake but no there's a bigger picture he's not interested in health he's not interested in quality At he's all. interested in a quick buck for as cheap as possible you know, and so I think that's things that those are little subtle cues that people tend to overlook because they're so excited. Like you were saying, Dustin, mm -hmm. when you're excited, you want to make it and you want, you know, you you get excited by the glitter and the gold. But will the glitter and the gold as much money as you may make, like you said, are you going to be sleeping well at night? I sleep well at night. I might not be as rich as a lot of people, but I sleep well. I'm happy with my trajectory. Okay, <laughs> I'll be up thinking about what I'm going to do, but I don't be up because I'm doing shit. That I don't feel good about. You right, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just up making plans. Or the pressure of being a sellout. Because that's a real, that's a heaviness on your chest. Because you know you telling your people to eat crap and drink random things and take random pills. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> Tie shit up. <laughs> Not tie shit up. Even watching shows like Shark Tank where you watch these people go in with their businesses and they have to pitch it to these sharks and sometimes they want... Like, a little bit of money, a little bit of stake in the company. And then you'll get, like, a real shark who will just be like, I want controlling stake in your company. <laughs> and then you might give that to them, but at the end of the day, they literally control that shit. So they can take everything that you made and then be like, all right, I can buy your ass out or I can kick you out, which, what you want to do. And then at that point, it's like, well, why did I go sell my fucking company? Like, you could do all this shit just to make money flipping companies. All that glitters is go. you know, some people, a lot of those people that go in there, it's like uh, heart projects, like things that they've really quit their job or lost somebody or just had to invest all their time for. So to just watch these people sometimes take these businesses and cut them out and then do these little revamps. And they're like, so I'm just looking at my company today, and it's here in Target. Nice little kiosk. And it's like... You gonna cut them people out, son? Oh God, yo, y'all gotta see the founder. Like when I tell you, your heart will break when you see the way he finessed these dudes. But it was also really 
eye-opening as a smaller business, not only to be mindful of who you align with, but also contracts. You have to get a good lawyer who believes in you, who is on your side, not someone who's going to snake you (laughs) on the side of the bigger check, but like truly align with your moral compass and your values. I know that might sound weird with a lawyer, but... You you trust with your NDAs. (laughs) That too. I was just going (laughs) to say that. Get you some Juan LaFanta. Um, But honestly, I know that might be tricky with a lawyer because their values tend to be a little tricky, but there are good lawyers out there. And it's important, I know they're expensive, but it's important to find one that is going to look out for you. Because honestly, that lawyer did not look out for those McDonald's brothers. He should not have allowed uh, them to shake on it. The lawyer probably was laying in bed with um, with the croc guy. With croc. <laughs> he probably well, worked out a deal with he, the croc guy. But that's I'm what I'm saying. These motherfuckers a million dollars. And that's what's so yeah. scary about it. Because croc at that point had was so big. And these two little brothers from the South were so, you know, little in, a, in comparison as far as power and finances that literally they they had to buckle. They buckled under the pressure of how massive he had become off of their last name, their name, their creation. Isn't mm-hmm. that scary? Mm-hmm. And he ended up buying it to the point that they couldn't even use it. They couldn't use the name McDonald, their own last name. Wow. Ain't that crazy? What power will do. And the fact that he was okay with that. That old man was okay to do that to those people. And so here's the thing. Here's my last question. Because I think the part that was most confusing about it was that in the beginning when you're watching it, you get really seduced. Because you're like, wow, like he's really... Like he's doing yeah, shit. Yeah, like this moves. is so cool because he was really poor too. And it was really impressive to see him turn this vision and, like, make it real. Because he had been, like it said, a struggling salesman for, like, his whole life. And so he struggled and so much. And nothing ever worked. And there's one scene where he, he, yeah, where he, like, he um, grabs some of the soil from the first McDonald's they were building. And he, like, presses it into his hand. And he goes, just be right. Just one time, just be right. And, you know, and he has you because you're like, oh, man, I hope this wow. works. But then, fuck him. <laughs> it's like he fucking just, you know, swerved on them, and it's just really sad. And so that's another thing that's tricky. Sometimes you'll start off mm-hmm. with someone who it feels right, and and it feels aligned, and they they seem to understand your vision. But power is a drug, and drugs have different effects on different people. So what happens when midway through you working with this person and everything's great and then you start kind of noticing a change in them where they're maybe being a little bit aggressive or kind of like putting their um, vision on top of yours a little more often or vetoing your opinions, you know, kind of trying to cut you out of where it's going to go now. How would you handle that? Has it ever happened to you? That's an even better question. Um, Have you been in that position where someone just changed on you when they were helping you initially? I was going to say, because uh, I was talking about this blog, these blogs earlier, I worked for somebody and I actually was in a position to help them with their stuff. Like I believed in their vision 
And so me doing that, I decided that I would, like, try to go above and beyond and do certain things uh, for them. Like, nothing, like, I'm going to make judgment calls and change your shit up. But, like, you know, if I'm going to be here and do this shit for you, like, I'm going to make sure I'm turning on spell check and making sure all the I's are uh, dotted and the T's are crossed. Like, I'm going to make sure your shit is tight for you so as we grow this, like, it can be something, like, big and bomb. And then as opposed to focusing on making it the best at that point, it just, I feel like, turned into them saying, we have to add all of these components. And even though they didn't perfect or refine, rather, uh, some of the things that they had in motion. And so I felt like I was at a a standstill because it was like, well, this isn't my project. So, like, I guess I shouldn't be so hard on trying to make Mm. this look as good for them. Right. But at the same time, like, by doing this, I feel like it'll knock the shit over. It'll collapse. And I don't want to say that I dropped the ball where I was trying to be helpful because then it almost makes me look bad for not speaking up. But I also can't. Like, I was just It's just not your vision. Yeah. So at that point... Me and the person kind of were at odds, and from there, I was just kind of, like, taking off the project. And I had to say that this isn't a personal thing, because this is their project. There you go. So, as much as I want it to be of, like, great service and great help, like, maybe I can do that for myself over here and something else, or with the next person that would actually want it where I feel like I could put it. Outside of that, I would I just had to walk away. Yeah, and, I, and you know what? I'm actually really glad that you brought up that different perspective, which is the other side of it. If you're the person who came into someone's vision, because the thing with Ray is that he was so in love with their vision that even yeah. though they didn't want him to be a part of it anymore, he would not let it go. And he even said it in the movie. He says, I wanted it, and I wanted it so bad that I made it mine. See, And <laughs> that blew me because I'm like, there are times, and I know that happens to all of us, where you, even an artist, maybe sometimes you'll oh. see an artist's career where you're like, damn it, if yeah. I could Mostly. just take their career Mostly. and make it go where I want, if they listen to me, because you're so, like, in love with what someone created that you can see how it could be better, and you kind of, like, want to beat that into their head so badly, but there's a point where you have to understand that that's... You just can't do that. Except for Roy or Ray, I keep changing his name, he found a way to take it. <laughs> he didn't even give them that respect. And the, and unfortunately, they were too small to create the boundary early on. And I think the bigger conversation is you... And the thing is, they didn't have money. Like, that's the thing. But, you know, they did sign those contracts. And the contracts weren't... <sighs> The contracts were were decent because it did protect them, but he get got so big that he was able to buy it out. Wow. But my thing is, I feel like they just shouldn't have taken the money. They shouldn't have taken the money. They probably didn't think about it. They probably were just as country bumpkin as they probably felt that they were when he was bringing in powdered milk. You know, they're probably thinking, all right, like... Because they had the right. Like, he literally could not have done anything if they would not have taken that money. That's awful. But I guess they just got scared out, you know, scared. And I think that's it's a couple of lessons <laughs> for people to learn. Like, don't be scared. Mm-hmm. Like, if your vision is your vision, stay through. Like, stay. I don't care if it's the most powerful executive, the bigger artist. If you internally are feeling conflicted, 
stick to it. And if if they decide that they don't want to fuck with you after that, then guess what? It's probably for the best. Yeah. Because you more than likely do not want to work with someone that would rather leave than align with what you wanted. That's already a huge red flag. You know? Yes. And I think they were so scared to miss out that they were just like, fuck it. And I think that's actually the downfall of a lot of really inspiring, talented creatives. Yeah. That ended up going nowhere. You got to be smart. There's nothing wrong with taking the bag, but just have a plan in place. <laughs> taking the bag. Right. Like, get the bag, right? But have a plan in place. Like, okay, I'm going to take this money, and I'm going to do this 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 thing this way. But once I get that, now I can have this vision that's pure and, like, really executed on this level. If you don't have the wherewithal or the, 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 the I don't know what you want to call it, but if you can't commit to it, on that level, then you shouldn't take the money. You need to just wait your turn. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with being like, okay, I'm about to level up, and once I'm there, and I'm going to commit to to holding myself accountable to see this through once I arrive at a certain level of success. That's the only way you can really make it make sense. Yeah, and I think, I guess my takeaway will be to not be so fearful mm-hmm. and be more trusting that your creation no one has the power to take it from you. I mean, <laughs> except for Ray Kroc. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was just, you know, a couple their of... Fault. Yeah, their fault for not being steadfast. But and not fucking him up the first time he showed a little... He honestly, bucked up a little truly. too much. Like, hold on, bro. Right. This then is my patties shit. and buns. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. You on fries. They should have They should have put Ray on fries. No, you That's didn't. That's what the problem was. Okay. But, you know, don't be, don't get nervous in the face of someone that's more powerful than you. I mean, and this is, I think, a theme that's bigger because look at the cases right now with Harvey Weinstein and all these cases of men who are in positions of power and were able to use that to get what they wanted from people, to manipulate them. Power is so corrupt in the hands of of someone who is troubled. You know what I mean? And and it's really sad that those end up being the biggest executives and people in positions of it's power. It's like you're talking about 50 Cent and the TV show Power. <laughs> that he guilty as fuck. He did that shit. <laughs> but anyways, just wanted to throw that out there as a hot button issue because I really... Seeing that movie really broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And then seeing even watching Big Frida and seeing how Wilberto is coming in and just changing everything. And something in my heart doesn't feel right about it. It, doesn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. I get like a snake vibe from him. I get a Ray Kroc vibe mm-hmm. from him. Mm-hmm. And it's giving me anxiety because I really love Big Frida and I want her to make it to the top. But I also want her to make it to the top with good people around yes. her. You know, most importantly, yes. to have the best of intentions. Obviously, we'll get into that I'm trying more. To, I'm always <laughs> just taking everything I got. For TV land. <laughs> <laughs> but as, you know, as entrepreneurs, whether you're a vet or a newbie, stick to your vision. Be open-minded, but make sure that you're paying attention to how that feels for you. Don't do it for the bag. Don't do it for the person's yep. positioning in life. Do it because it makes sense. Do it because it feels right to you and yes. you feel like you can handle the changes, if that makes sense. And that's it. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Zola. Zola is the wedding company that will do anything for love. 
They're reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in our couple's lives even happier. With over 500 top brands and 50,000 gifts, experiences, and cash funds, the Zola Registry has everything you love about your favorite department store, plus things like honeymoon funds, fitness classes, wine subscriptions, and so much more. It's a breeze to use for couples and their guests. Plus, the friendly customer service team will go above and beyond from helping you pick out the perfect blender to waking your grandmother up and walking her through the registry if they have to. (laughs) And with Zola's top-rated app for iPhone, iPad, and Apple Watch, couples can manage their registries on the go. And over 300,000 couples have, you guys. That's a lot of couples. Best of all, your Zola registry automatically integrates into your Zola wedding website. So guests can seamlessly shop and get all the details they need in one place. Nobody likes buying wedding gifts anyway. So the fact that Zola makes this process so much easier and seamless is great. Um, I feel like Zola would just add so much efficiency to our lives, we work really hard, and you don't always have time to go to the store or go get this or go get that. Zola brought all the stuff. It's like the home button for buying somebody something for their wedding. Okay, right there, right there. So to sign up with Zola and receive a $50 credit towards your registry, go to Zola.com slash friendzone. That's Zola, Z-O-L-A, dot com slash friendzone to sign up for a $50 credit towards your registry. So let's jump into this week's wellness segment. <clears throat> I'm just playing well, 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 well. <laughs> Spoken word this week. So last week, you guys were loving the uh, relational psychology quiz that we did. You guys oh, <laughs> wrote Lord. in so much. People were blown. I love Ty was like, what the fuck? Even he, our editor, <laughs> he texted me the next morning like, yo, this shit fucked me up. Mm-hmm. And I saw him even tweeting, asking people, what animal did you pick? What was your body of water? <laughs> so I thought it'd be cute because you guys loved it so much for us to do another one today. Oh, Lord. Oh, shit. Yes. And and just because you know what this is now, don't be giving extravagant <laughs> answers. You have to give. I'm about to give you all. I'm about to say all sorts of stuff and watch what happens live. No, because the point of it is to really tap into your subconscious. So if you give answers that are performance based, then it's not going to give us the truth. Right? You can't rig it, son. Don't rig it. Give it. Give us the answer that comes. Uh, <laughs> the first one that comes. The first one. Here we go. Why did I say that? So this is the Cube personality test. It's the one I mentioned last week that people should look up. And it was developed by Japanese psychologists uh, in the early 2000s. It was actually published in a best-selling book called Kakology. I hope I'm saying that properly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the study of something that I don't think we're talking about right now. Dead <laughs> by Japanese author Tadahiko Nagao. And this book is actually filled with various psychological games. That's exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin, designed to help people learn about themselves. And the Q personality uh, ended up being one of the most popular exercises from the book. So that's why I'm going to pick it. Um, Okay, so here's the first question. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to present you with a few prompts, and then you, you know, think about them, and then give me your answer. So, Dustin. Yes. 
I'm ready. I'm all in. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like I'm on Family Feud. <laughs> Out of 100 people. <laughs> First, imagine that you're in a desert. Okay. Oh, okay. Asante, start getting that in your head too. I'm already there. The desert is incredibly large. And sitting in the desert is a cube. Do you see it? How big is the cube? Dustin. Um, I see the cube. It's big. It's like that cube up there on Broadway. You know, the red one <laughs> that the people get in. That's yes. the size it is. So it's like a ma- like how big? Like Com- massive. For people that don't know what that Sorry, size is, compare right. it to something. It's about um, 20 feet tall and about, it's 20 by 20. Okay. It's and, a cube. <laughs> and where exactly is it? Is it buried in the sand or no, is it sitting it's on, on top? top of the sand. Yes. Is it's it on moving? It's on its edge. Like if you take a cube and put it on the on one of the pointy edges, mm-hmm. that's the way the oh, cube okay. is. Yep. It's balanced. And what's it made out of? Mirrors. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a huge, massive cube made out of yep, mirrors. Yeah, that's what I see in my mind's eye. <laughs> Asante, what about you? There's this little Rubik's cube. It's white and it's sitting right in the sand right in front of me. I'm sitting Indian style. So you fixed. You so it's tiny, it. like a little Rubik's cube? Yes, yeah, the size of a Rubik's cube, a little white cube. Okay. But it's all white. And then, so what would you say it's made out of? What would you say this material is? It's like a plasticky, but kind of like a space-ish. It's very like, it would have to be the side of a spaceship, some of that material, some of that really durable. Like metallic? Yeah. Okay. Because the little grooves are kind of white. I mean, they're kind of like bluish white because it's so silvery. Okay, so you have a tiny metallic cube and you have a large mirror cube. Okay, keep that in mind. I thought it was white. Yeah, a white it's, one. Yeah, super white, but it's like silvery, like white. It's like an ice white I don't white trust silver. your cube. Go ahead. <laughs> it's not your cube. It's my cube. You can't see my cube. Look at your cube. Well, you, you the one told me what it looked like. <laughs> okay, ready? So, as you're observing the cube, you begin to notice that there's also a ladder. I'm scared. No, listen. There's also a ladder in the desert. hmm Now, can you see the ladder? Mm-hmm. What's the ladder made out of, and how long is it? My ladder is tall. Mm-hmm. And it's it's leaning up against the side of the cube to help me get up there. Oh. And it's um it's made out of metal. It's sturdy. It's made a out metal of metal. A metal one. Mm-hmm. Okay, is it an old ladder or a new ladder? Oh, it's new. Okay. Oh, my shit is named brand. <laughs> like Nene Leaks. It's new. <laughs> Sante, can you see the ladder? Yes, it's an old uh, rackety like, <laughs> wooden ladder and it's going up to the sky and I don't know why. That's oh. it. It's like just going up to the sky. I don't know. And it don't look like anything can make it on there. I don't know why it's there. <laughs> Where is it in relation to the cube, though? Oh, it's like farther ahead of me. Like I'd have to like probably get up and go walk. I'm like, uh, how far is you? Definitely like a couple avenues to get to it. Dead at you saying avenues in the <laughs> desert because you know not you know the blocks is shorter, but the avenues is long. So <laughs> New York blocks. Okay, now imagine that a horse has suddenly appeared in the desert. I knew I was scared. <laughs> is the horse moving? And now I'm playing Zelda. <laughs> is the horse moving? I've called Bunny. <laughs> Bunny is the name of one of my horses in Zelda. Oh, my God. Is that the game you were playing where you were throwing stuff at it? 
Yes. No, it, I was throwing stuff at a half horse, half man. Oh, and I needed my one. an actual horse to maybe help defeat him. Mm. <laughs> so you see the horse. Dustin, is your horse moving at all? Nope, it's standing still. Okay. Asante, is yours moving? Nope. He's well, he's drinking water. There's a little pail thing over there for him. <laughs> Can I drink the horse's she water? Say nothing about no pail. <laughs> so like not so none of your horses are moving. I only said it's one. No, I'm I'm asking because you both saw different. I got ones. nervous. I thought it was a, a stampede or something <laughs> coming behind me. Oh. Shit. I love that y'all are really in this desert. He's no, just drinking mine that is water. Just standing there. Can I drink some of the horse's water? <laughs> he didn't have no water. Justin, what does your horse look like? His coat is is all black, and mm. his coat is even and shiny, and it's all black. He looks like he's well maintained. Mm. Asante, what does your horse look like? You know, it's the horse from Zelda, right? <laughs> It's like a periwinkle blue horse, and it's got little a brown spots. A periwinkle spot. blue yes. horse. Yes, and it's got little uh, brown spots on it, like on its back on the right side. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, next, imagine that flowers have suddenly appeared in the desert. This is really creeping me How out. How many flowers can you see, Dustin? And where are they in relation to other objects in the desert, like the ladder and the cube? My flowers are coming up. Remember I told you the cube is on the corner, mm-hmm. standing up, on balancing itself on a corner? Right. On its corner. So the flowers are underneath that. How many? There's a, there's, they go all the way, come up around the thing, like it's decoration. So they go Give all the way around. Give me a number. Um, it's lots. It's like a hundred, maybe two hundred. <laughs> Hell, they so going all the way around. The cube is big now. <laughs> so these flowers are they're tall and they're very chic, and they go around the edge of the cube. And where are they growing from? The the desert from the desert. Okay, mm-hmm. Asante, do you see flowers? Yeah, I see like five flowers. Uh, five flowers. They're like pink. They're all pink, and they look like the flowers outside of St. Paul's Cathedral, but they're not those ones because I'm thinking about the ones I've seen in L.A. Like, they're these really pretty, beautiful, like, almost big roses, almost. And where are they in relation to the cube and the ladder and the horse? So the cube was sitting in the desert right in front of me. Um, The horse is off to the right, and the uh, ladder is off to the right but farther up. Uh, the flowers are to my left, and they're a little bit farther up. They're only like a few feet up. Like I'm getting scared. And where are they growing from? Uh, they're coming straight from the desert, too. Straight from it. Okay. So this is the last prompt. So a thunderstorm is coming. Can you see it, Dustin? Um, Picture it coming towards you. No. What if I can't see it? <laughs> Do I have well, to see it? Well, let me prompt it. Yeah, because it's coming. Okay. Yeah. Yes, so there's I can see is it. the wind strong? No. The sky is just dark and I can hear it. But I'm not like blowing so it's away. Far, so it's like far away. You're not in yeah. the thick of it. Mm-mm. Is it affecting the horse or the flowers or the cube or the ladder? No. It's just making it dark. Okay. Asante, picture your storm. It's coming towards you. Can you can you see it? Is it strong? It's not strong, but it's definitely getting windy. Like I can, like I see the flowers blowing. It's going to the right. What's the right? Is that the north? I don't know. It's going to the right. The flowers are blowing to the right. The horse is getting a little rowdy. Um, but <laughs> so it's affecting them. Yeah. So it's close. Mm-hmm. And how would you describe it? You said it's a strong storm. Well, I used to be able to see where the ladder was going up to, but I can't see where it's going up to now because the sky's so dark. So now the ladder just disappears into the sky. Okay, so that means you're in the thick of your storm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so 
What does it all mean? Yes, because I'm about here. I'm over here feeling like something about to hit my legs. I'm nervous. <laughs> so the cube mm-hmm. represents your ego. Oh my god! If the cube hey. you've envisioned is large, you're likely a very, likely overconfident person. If it's small, <laughs> you're most likely modest. Oh. If the cube is dug into the ground, it means you are a planner that thinks far into the future. If the cube is sitting on top of the ground, that means that you're a very business-like thinker. That means you take... <laughs> uh, a cube that is moving signifies that you're someone who thinks out of the box and tends to avoid uh, confrontation. Or no, excuse me, avoid convention, more mm-hmm. conventional mm-hmm. ways of thinking. So does that? So your your cube was small. Yeah, it was sitting in the ground. I was able. It was a little Rubik's cube. And yours was huge. Huge and full of mirrors. Doing a handstand (laughs) on its corners. So it's definitely in motion. It's literally staying up on its corners. (laughs) That is is too funny. Okay, so the ladder. The ladder signifies your friends. So yours are raggedy, Asante. (laughs) <laughs> the, the ladder was raggedy It was a wooden ladder A raggedy <laughs> ladder that went nowhere <laughs> It went into the sky that, Right, where you couldn't see where it went What about yours? Remember yours is brand was new Brand new, tall, leaning up against my cube Right like, It so took you're, me all way up So your friends have some kind of alignment with your ego So it says if you've envisioned the ladder touching the cube this means you're very connected to your friends and rely on them for support. If the ladder is detached, which was more yours, mm-hmm. right? This means you prefer to be independent. Mm. If the ladder is below the cube, your friends see you as an authority figure. If the cube is on the same level, you and your friends are equals. And if the ladder is above the cube, this means you see your friends as more authority figures in your life. But my ladder was up blocks away. Yeah, yours was disconnected. They weren't even in the same area. So that means you prefer to be independent of your friends. Oh, okay. So now let's go to the horse. Oh, wait, no. Your ladder, both of yours were really long, right? Mm -hmm. If it's a long ladder, you're an extrovert with many friends and acquaintances. (laughs) If your ladder is short, this means you prefer keeping a smaller circle of friends. Does that align? Does that make sense? this makes sense. Okay, the horse. <laughs> okay. The horse is your ideal partner. If the horse you imagine is a strong workhorse, that means your ideal partner is hardworking like and reliable. <laughs> if you've imagined a more delicate horse, <laughs> that means your ideal partner is likely someone who takes pride in his or her appearance and enjoys being pampered. Yours was like... My horse was strong and beautiful. <laughs> and yours? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a, a regular size. Steve. But yours was blue. It was. Periwinkle blue. <laughs> it's great to look at. Now, where were your horses uh with the cubes? If My the, horse was standing next to the cubes. And yours Mine was, was just right over here. Cube. If the horse like is far side, away from the cube, mm-hmm. this means you're distant from your present partner. Or far from retaining your ideal one. <laughs> now let's talk about the flowers. They represent your children. So Dustin, you wanted two hundred children or lots of children. Obviously, so not two hundred. That's how you know this test is is just complete. <laughs> you don't want lots of children. You can't even have two hundred children. Well, you can't no, have a hundred. I mean, jokingly, <laughs> so I feel good about this. 
Like, that's how you know I'm not even, it's not even for me, parenting. You know what I'm saying? It says the number of flowers you imagine represent the number of children you'd like to have. If the flowers are close to the cube, it means you desire a close relationship with your kids or already have one. Now, if the flowers are far from the cube, this means you do not value having a close relationship (laughs) with your kids. You said you wanted five kids. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Dustin wants lots and lots. Those are his well, exact well, words, you remember? you know what that means. Because <laughs> you know how babies get here. I was oh, trying to boy. say it. So, maybe <laughs> this test is actually, you know. Now, the thunderstorms represent your fears. Is mm. the storm you imagined far off in the distance? That means you're living life with little worry. But if the storm is close to the cube, you're ready to face conflict. Now, yours was far away, Dustin, mm-hmm. and yours was, was close. Yeah. And if the storm is directly over the cube, your troubles are overwhelming you right now. So, how do you guys think of the cube test? I actually think the other one we did last week was a little more accurate. I'm trying not to compare the two. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to be fair to this one. I actually played along well, and I, I'm pleased with my results. Right? I think it was interesting. I'm dead at the raggedy ladder. <laughs> uh, oh, look, we all ain't shit, so the ladder the why is my cube? The test called us raggedy. Why is my, right? <laughs> why is my cube literally like a work of art, though? So, like, right? my ego is like, oh, my God. Actually, <laughs> not only is it a cube, the motherfucker is tall and on its corner and mirrors. And spe- I'm like, God damn. That is so funny. Mine and then really yours cool. was tiny. It was Rubik's like a little cube. silver cube, but it was white. It was really fucking dope. It looked like it could have did a little tech shit, but <laughs> it was just a cool-ass cube. A little way, too. Nice. So, that's just another cute little personality test. Hopefully, you guys have fun with that today. Um, <laughs> next week, we'll get back into <laughs> the beauty and wellness. I want another one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for this week's wellness segment. Hopefully you guys have fun with that. Support for today's episode of The Friend Zone comes from HelloFresh. HelloFresh is the meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. With HelloFresh, all the ingredients are delivered right to your door in recyclable, insulated packaging and come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits so you know which ingredients go with which recipe and hellofresh offers a wide variety of chef curated recipes that change weekly including the classic plan which comes with a wide variety of meat fish and seasonal produce the veggie plan vegetarian recipes with plant-based proteins and the family plan quick and easy meals the whole family will love better yet Choose a delivery day that works best for your schedule and even pause your account for weeks at a time. HelloFresh makes it so easy to cook delicious, balanced dinners for less than $10 a meal. No more time-consuming meal planning or grocery shopping. Enjoy not spending money on takeout for an easy night or worrying about gathering ingredients week after week. Now, I was looking over the menu for HelloFresh, and I saw that they do awesome shit like chicken cheddar fajitas with bell pepper, lemon, lime crema, and pickled jalapeno. And then they do like a cherry balsamic pork with thyme roasted potatoes and broccoli. All that healthy stuff that you can just make easily right in your kitchen. And you don't have to do anything but just log on to HelloFresh.com to get it. So don't waste any more time. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code FRIENDZONE30. That's HelloFresh.com, promo code FRIENDZONE30. 
for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Now let's move on to Mr. Music Man. What you got for us this week, Asante? Ladies and gentlemen, here today, no November, on your Apple Music and on your Spotify. Go check it out. And actually, I want you guys to do something different. I feel like I made a bunch of different sections of the playlist. So I want you to just start from one spot and then just kind of move it along and have it on repeat and see how it cycles back. Because I started my playlist from like the middle and then I just did it on repeat and then it just circled back around. I was like, okay, this is a nice vibe. <laughs> so if you feel like some parts of the playlist are too slow, try some of the faster uh, parts and see how they like kind of groove on in and discover some new people, see who you like, see who you don't like. I added a lot of really cool people. Um, a lot of people you know, obviously I put Motorsport on there. Shout out to Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Offset, the whole gang. I also had to include Chris Brown just because he put 40 fucking tracks on, 45, 40, <laughs> I still haven't 49. 9,000 fucking songs, but there was a lot of music that was really good, and I wanted to get a good chance to listen to it, and there's still music coming out, so I will be actually randomly uh, adding and subtracting songs to November. You didn't put Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. I put Lil Pump on last month, but I'm just kidding. I you did put, put that on there. <laughs> well, I, well, I did. <laughs> Lil Pump definitely made it on last month. Um, I definitely put Smoke Perp on this month. Hey. If that makes you feel any better, you got a song with Travis Scott uh, called Fingers Blue. Uh, Counting hundreds t- uh, till my fingers blue. Hey. So, uh, pull up and wreck Big Sean on the track. <laughs> I just dad. Damn, no, Majid Jordan. I had to put his project yes. on there. Uh, K Camp. There's some tracks on there from there uh, from him, and uh, also the little Uzi Vert uh, and Nicki Minaj joint. I love that the remix because I've been waiting for them to collaborate, and hopefully they do more together. I don't think I've heard that yet. It's the remix I love it. to uh, The Way Life Goes. Okay. Now, as per the episode that we've been doing, I as a fan wish. <laughs> I just wish that Nikki would have sang more on some of the parts of the song because uh, they feature Oh Wonder. Have you ever heard of them? Um, I, I can't remember if Oh Wonder is a guy and a girl like production singing team or whatever, but Oh Wonder, um, they're on the track singing the part in the background. They're like, I know it hurts sometimes, like under Lil Uzi. It sounds so, like some of Oprah's bullshit. You know, she loves calling everything <laughs> Oh. Old magazine. Oh, oh that's God. good. Oh, this. So it's Oh Wonder. Right. I wonder. It might be Oprah's if Oh group. Wonder the is, day is Oprah some of her folks. A little Uzi Bird track with Nicki on the top. It would be game over. I love it. <laughs> you knew I was down. It's music. That's why I have the bread. Bread. <laughs> bread. <laughs> so that track was really high. I just wish Nikki would have been singing the part that Oh Wonder was singing and they all would have done it together. But I She saw is that. at the end, though. At the end, she is singing it. And she's like singing like Nicki Minaj was singing. And it sounds like high school and cute. So shout out to Nikki still doing it out there for the Kim Barbs. Um, again, just go check out the fucking No November. It's out. And then hit me up and let me know who your favorite people are. Also, I have unlocked my Apple Music. So you all are approved. If you are not approved, just resend. You don't even have to request. All you got to do is hit follow. Because I got tired of people saying, I've been waiting to be approved. And I've been going on my MacBook. I don't know you were trying to make it all I didn't think that anybody was really going to follow. So I was like, let me just do this and see how many people. But the fact that I will hit follow until it's over and then there's still follows left that I can't see, like... I, I just couldn't do it anymore, so I just decided to let everybody in. So enjoy the playlist, share them with everybody, and that's pretty much it here for me over the Music Man Corner. Let's hear the listens lately from you guys. What you guys huh. been playing? 
Who have I been listening to? Oh, um, and I also put Ty Dolla Sign. New Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> Had to put him on the No No Groove. I really hate that you do that because I can't say his name any <laughs> New other Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> it's supposed to be like that. Um, let's see. I'm looking through my new releases. Um, <laughs> damn, nobody. And I'm sorry. Just one more thing. Why are you looking? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Xavier Omar, who's going to be performing in New York City. My boo. The same night as Ella Mai is going to be performing, an artist from the UK that I love also oh in so New much. York as well. Yes, they, oh, they perform on the same night. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to miss Ella to go see Xavier, and that is December fifth, I believe, or is it December fourth? I think it's the fifth. Whatever that Monday is. It is December fourth, and um, you can just. Look up Xavier Omar and go check he's him out. He's so fucking pink dope. To- with pink lightning, I think it's called is that what pink, it is? Or maybe I'm thinking of the lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> well, look up Xavier Omar and check out his new shit. Oh, T Pain has new music. So yes, well, hopefully I will go listen to that, and T Pain will be probably added to the No No member as well. <laughs> oh yeah, and Remy Mosh, uh, the new Remy Ma and <laughs> Lil Kim track is out. Wake me, wake up. me up. I yeah. like that song. The cover is really nice. She looks great. Remy was looking bomb in the video. Did you see it? I saw the video. <laughs> what did you think? I didn't see the whole thing. I just saw the clip on Wendy. You know. Who said I saw the <laughs> Right. Video. I just feel like sometimes less is more. <laughs> and how many, you know, okay, you get two different color packs of hair, and then you sew it in, and then we're going to curl it, and then we're going to put glasses on, and then we're going to put the coat on with the shoulder pads. It's with also pads, got feathers yeah. on the sides. And then, you know, you stand with your arms out. That's horns. just what you do. Awesome. I just felt like it was just uninspired. And I just, I'm just over it. But the song is the it's jam. Yes. It's a knock. And I honestly could have done without Lil' Kim on the song. And that's no disrespect because yeah. she's a legend and I love her. But that song, Remy, I think it's dope that she did something with Kim. I mean, they sampled Queen Bit, so. Yes. But I just. But I know. definitely feel you. It was uninspired to have. Like Queen that song would have been track. so much harder with Remy and Eve. Oh, yes. And you know shout out to Eve. We'll come back to Eve in a little bit, I guess. But we'll yes, get that, there. That, that, that She's was... on um, that mm-hmm. show, right? Mm-hmm. What's it called? The Talk. The Talk. I was going to say The View. But I wanted to it. watch The Talk before, and I've always thought it was so funny that it was called The Talk because all the hosts look like they do radio. But I um, am so glad that <laughs> Eve is going to be on the show. <laughs> oh, I cannot I wait. Died. That's why it's called I'm The dead. Talk. Y'all like You're talking to a ghost. Jesus. That's why it's called The Talk. I mean, they changing that. Because Eve is on there now. I'm so definitely dead. Know. I'm absolutely dead. So I've been listening to... <laughs> you know what? I'm still listening to the same without... I'm looking through what I've played recently. It's without <laughs> warning. Uh, 21 Savage and Offset. Love that album. Um, Jordan Rakai has a his album Wallflower that I mentioned before. That's so mm-hmm. good. He has a new remix. The Dan Kai remix of Wallflower of the one song and it's super super dope it's very um house music-ish I don't know if y'all like house music I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah that's it and Aretha Franklin apparently oh which song friend you know I love Aretha <sighs> right I'm like what was I listening to Vince, it's nothing it doesn't like say which songs it just Aretha says I was Franklin. listening to Aretha when the hell was I listening to Aretha? What's happening <laughs> to me on the flight? <laughs> okay. Baby, I threw um, Amy Winehouse on the playlist for this month randomly. Oh, yeah. She she feels like November. Tears Dry on their own, that track. I used to oh. love that song. That's another doc I watched on the plane. I don't understand. Why do I stress a man? I was like, okay. Well, just ask the questions Aww. and shit. 
Rest in peace. All right, Pete. Yeah, right. that's it. That's it for me. What about you, Dustin? What you just one song? To? I've been jamming to um, "Only One" by Tammy Rivera, Waka Flocka's wife. Now you can say what you want. I'm adding that to the playlist. But it's the jam. It's it good R and B. It's a solid record, and I think it's a really good um, effort on her behalf. So I like that song. Other than that, I've been listening to everything. I always listen to rap and old shit. Rap. I'm adding that Tamri Rivera song to the playlist. And also, I did put Mariah Lynn on the playlist for this month. Too Much Why Money in the Bank. Because it's about too much money in the bank. <laughs> Is that new? Yeah. Well, it's old. But, you know, when the show comes back on, it's the only time I'm interested because I see it. Because don't nobody play that on the radio. But it's a nice little track. I mean, if she was somebody that we actually cared about... Could have been a cute little summer bop, but the time is gone, and Mariah is still just a love of hip-hop person, not even artist or whatever you will. Carl, I never, I'll wait. Oh, <laughs> I Can't See Myself Leaving You. That's a song okay. by Aretha that I was apparently okay. going through. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just looked. Okay. Um, I do have one uh, last random thing that I want to say before we move on. Uh, I wanted to spotlight artists and people that I feel like should get shouted out randomly. And this week I chose Stara, who is an artist. Uh, she's a singer, songwriter, artist. Uh, she just did a... She dropped a project I'm familiar. recently. She has, like, blondish, curly hair? Um, no, she's a brown-skinned young lady. Uh-huh. Uh, then I'm not. <laughs> but uh, she she's a songwriter, singer, and rapper. She's worked on Rihanna's Needed Me, Kevin Gates' Two Phone, Dreezy's hey, Body. Well, who is this who? Stara. This is what I'm saying to you. Like, uh, she's somebody that I knew from way back in the day, and like we met like somewhere on the internet, just bullshitting. And she let me hear one of her demos. Like, I'm talking years ago. What like, did she do? You say she worked on those songs. What did she do? Um, she co-wrote song. She co-wrote those songs. So she co-wrote songs such as those. And mm-hmm. uh, she just put out a project recently with Diplo. And so I wanted to just go ahead and shout her out. Uh, she's on the project. She's on the project. She's on the playlist this month. So if you hear Zoo or if you hear what is the name of the other song? Brooklyn. Brooklyn Zoho. <laughs> That's what she was talking about. No. <laughs> uh, she has a song called Imperfections as well. But again, because she's a writer, uh, she sounds similar to Dreezy. So a lot of the stuff that you hear, or a lot of the sounds you hear are make you go and think, oh, she sounds like Dreezy. That's because she was on a lot of Dreezy's hot tracks, writing and singing. How do you back. spell her name? It is S-T-A-R-A-R-A-H. Not Ara and, <laughs> and that's Stara. So go check her out her new project with Diplo. That's called Seven, it's just called Stara X Diplo. And that's right. it here over the Music Man segment. Now we're going to move on over to the TV land. Welcome. So <laughs> this week, um, I really want to start off by talking about Escape still kicking it. <laughs> um, there's a lot of controversy. I seen Tammy Roman put that dirty bonnet on and she made a video, you know, saying how she felt. So I just want to talk about Escape still kicking it real quick because I feel like Candy's getting such a bad rap. And I just don't think it's fair, y'all. Now, did Candy get on my nerves and wear me out? Absolutely, when I watched the show, okay? Candy, (laughs) you know, there's something draining about her delivery sometimes. But the one thing about Candy that you cannot dispute is that she's rooted in truth. And what she does is react to things that people do to her. Another Mm. thing is that when them girls was in that group, they were super, super young. And things happened that shaped. They didn't go away to college. Their time in that group was when they, like, learned themselves and were defined. So Candy's not going to forget the things that happened back in the day. And it was so funny to me that as I'm watching this show, I just have this gut feeling that, like, Latasha is just... 
Oh my I god! I just don't trust her. I just believe it's all an act. I feel like it's too calculated. I feel like, it too. I just have this feeling, and so as I'm watching the show, and things keep going on, Latasha is is hinging upon the hope that people have forgotten the details in the history of the things that have happened, and what she has forgotten is that Candy Burris is the daughter of one Mama Joyce, okay, <laughs> and Baby. the mother of one Riley, okay. And so Candy is naturally a person who's going to remember these details and act upon the omission of such. Example, the whole conflict is over why Escape broke up back in the day, right? Why did they break up? Why did they break up? Why did they break up? For years, Candy that's has said... That's the premise of the show? That's the premise of the show. It shows them... It's literally a pure docu-series. It shows that it documents their experience of reforming as a group and now taking on new opportunities and deciding if they even want to take on new opportunities. You should really watch it, friend. It's really, really good. It's really, really good. I mean, I want to because I love them, but I just don't want to see people fighting. Well, it's not that, though, (laughs) but it's... Because I saw the clip of her on Watch What Happens. And Candy seems like she's holding a grudge. I'm she like, well, why them. did she you do the them. show then? She hates them. And I think, and what, what happens is <laughs> they agreed. The whole reason that they even started talking again after all these years is because they found out that Jermaine Dupree was putting together an unauthorized movie about their life with another very popular producer. And so once mm-hmm. that happened, that them, them stopping that movie from taking place was something that Candy was passionate enough about to now talk to Tamika Scott, who went on the radio year in 2007 and said that Candy had had sex with Jermaine Dupri's father and, quote-unquote, the whole so-so death, which was a <laughs> lie. And she said it on the radio because at the time, Candy and her sister Latasha were embroiled in a feud. Why were they feuding, you ask? I'll tell you. They were feuding because it was on the eve of Escape's third album. Latasha was the oldest member of the group, and she always felt, because her voice was very, um, you know, noteworthy, and people knew her voice, and she had a big, robust voice. I'll leave it there. I won't even do it. I'm not even going to do it. But she had a big, robust voice, and so she felt like she was the lead singer. And so she started feeling herself, and she was pursuing a solo career, and she was excited about it. There's nothing wrong with that. But she went about it the wrong way. She told them she was not going to promote their third album unless the record label gave, record label gave her a solo deal. Um, she cut into the group's budget. They wanted $4 million for the album. Um, they would not give the girls that money because once Latasha threatened the promotion of it, they were like, why even do it? Let's do her solo project. And they only got $800,000 for the album. She literally ruined everything single-handedly because she wanted to be a solo star. And so once she started doing that stuff, Candy was not having it. She didn't want to participate anymore. Latasha was like, well, fuck you then. I'm going to go on and go solo. So she did her solo thing and nothing came of it. It wasn't successful. Then she wanted to get back with the group and Candy was like, no. She had written no scrubs and shit. She was straight. And she went on with her career, and Latasha and her sister Tamika kind of stalled out. And so now that they ended up talking again to stop this movie, Candy said the only way that she would talk to her is if she went on the radio and admitted that it was a lie all those years ago. Same way you did it, it's the same way you're going to clean it up. When the girl did that, they were on Big Tigger's show. Big Tigger said, well, Escape is back together. Big Tigger, He got yeah. a show in Atlanta. Right. right. Ain't that dope? <laughs> he said, Escape is back together. And Candy was thrown off because they weren't back together in her mind. They were just going to the radio 
because now they were going to be able to talk to each other since the girl would be willing to go apologize for what she lied about. She went for her apology and looked like it. Right. <laughs> On live, holding her phone the whole time like this while the girl was sitting here just waiting, just like... So once that happened, <laughs> they offers naturally came in for them. People thought they were back together. So that's oh, why so Candy's they upset. Were never it's back not together. it's not healed. Yeah. They oh, were never back together. Awkward. Candy agreed to do a tour with them. She agreed to do live performances on television, do the tour, and they're going to film their own movie. And now they have this docuseries. But that's it. This is not except getting back together. This is just telling that part of the story. So wait. <clears throat> A tour of what then? If they're you're not performing their together. old songs, they're not. But she's not like recording new music with them and going to continue touring with them. This is just like a one-off thing she's doing, like the Bad Boy tour. That's Got what it, it okay. is. It's a one-off. They're performing as Escape. That's it. But those girls who haven't done anything for all these years are so thirsty to work and do something. They need candy. They need her help. <laughs> they need her help and that's her position and her disposition I should say Okay. so and it's fair to me fans are watching this show and they feel like Candy is being resistant to the progress she never wanted to progress with them she agreed to reunite to stop a movie from happening and then oh. was thrust Yikes. into all these obligations through everybody's response. Hell yeah, we were excited to see them get back together in our minds, but she wasn't in that space. Right. She's still, that's why when people watched her on what, Watch What Happens Live, she was still angry. But then why go on Watch What Happens Live? This because y'all like... got a show. Because y'all got a I show. I mean, I think you should watch the show. <clears throat> I really feel like you should watch. Just because I, I think that it's just. Every time Candy is met with, like, she is the problem, there's something that comes up that tells you, like, why there was a problem. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, well, this makes way more sense than Candy's just bitter in the corner all the damn time. Because she's really not. Because they on the show be trying to make it seem like there's two rehearsals going on. There's Candy, sad rehearsal in the corner, there's us rehearsing. It's like, what? <laughs> and then you actually see... I mean, she's a tourist. So I get it. We don't get mad for no reason. Mm-hmm. There's right. always something that provoked us. Otherwise, we're super chill. I just completely understand her 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 perspective on all of this, and I hate it when people feel that just because time has passed, you're supposed to be so easy and eager to forgive and just move forward. No, certain things still need to be addressed, and you still did that. It still speaks to like your character. You can apologize, but the work is really on your end to make me comfortable, and that's how Candy feels. And I just I understand that so. I'm really looking forward to next week. And Andrea Kelly got on my nerves on Hollywood X's, and she's getting on my nerves on this show, too. She's, they brought her in as a choreographer. And she just gets Will on my nerves. Berto. Right, Will Berto. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's get to Big Frida because, oh. you know, let's just dive on That's into none it. none of my business. Dive. That's none of my business. That's the name of the track that Frida did with Manny Fresh. <laughs> what we is it? Dive. Dive on that bit. Dive, dive hey. on that bit. Hey. We finished it. <laughs> Um, I know that you all had tweeted us and said that our opinions of certain people were going to change. By and they didn't. Final... So I was no, like, what? I didn't really get that. I think maybe your opinions of certain people were going to change. But, like, I feel even more <laughs> endeared to the people that I like. Agreed. You know, Tootie, watching her grow. Tootie is a lot of things. She's authentically herself. But there has been some growth there. Like, she's seen the world. She's open to, like, I love having Tootie. conversations with people. I love 
Tootie. I think it's hilarious when she talks about her boobs. <laughs> I just, I love Tootie. I love her. And I and Tam, although it took me a minute to hear her speak because she talks yeah, she didn't through speak. something. You know what I mean? It's like she, it's, it's like there's something inside. Like she, you know what Tam talks like? She talks like she's eating one of them, you know, the Reese's miniatures. The little, the little Reese's cups. It's she sounds like she's eating one of them. I'm just, I, it might be the thing. Oh the way she God. does that, it all it sounds like she holds something in her mouth when she's talking to everybody. <laughs> That's how it sounds. But I love her. I love the fact that she has stuck with the show and seeing her go out to uh, where they they were in they were in Vegas. No, they were in L.A. Right when she just can't crash the show. No, it was Vegas. It was a four-person stage. It was a small stage. I remember he just put her in the middle. I can't remember where their show was, but she went. I thought that was Vegas. Maybe it was Vegas. Yeah, she crashed remember? the show. Mm-hmm. And once she did that and she had a, an argument with Wilberto about it because he she was not a part of the show and his planning efforts, but she's a part of the Big Frida show. And that's what Wilberto doesn't realize. I don't trust Wilberto, friend. At all. I don't. I don't trust him. He's like Ray Kroc. He's a snake, yep. And he just wants to see his vision executed. He's one of the people that I find most offensive. And I find these people the most offensive, right? The people who are willing to hide behind somebody else's work and just offer their opinion. You know what I'm saying? And, and well, it needs to be done this way. And he's, he's instead of being an artist or instead of dancing on his own, which he probably did before, he's just more willing to tell everybody else what to do to put together what he wants to see happen. As opposed to just being an artist and putting your own damn show out, since you got so much to say, Wilberto. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And all the name dropping. He's exactly. That I is, did this that's for, the uh, biggest turn off to me. I would I can't work with someone I and say Evan making it's Madonna and who else did he say? Um, and I bet you if we really check the credits, it'll be like some off performance on like TRL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that. You just gave her two cute steps to do on. Or he got win got coffee. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he worked with Madonna. Nah, bruh. No, you did In what capacity? I just don't like him. I find everything about him offensive. I don't think he has Big Frida's interest at heart. Yeah, I don't have a good feeling either. And his willingness to, quote unquote, cut the dancers and cut the team and shit, that's not cool. Big Frida is, is, is a person who is rooted in loyalty, rooted in taking care of the team. Big Frida lets... Uh, What's Tootie? Tootie calls Big Frida Ma. Big Frida <laughs> says that's my daughter, and they mean that shit. Mm-hmm. Like they stick together. Look at when Miss Vera died. The way that those girls stepped up to the plate and made sure that Frida was okay. There was a genuine concern there, and so for somebody to come in and just ignore all that and not give a fuck, and then be rude when they do it, it's one thing for Alberto to have or Alberto might as well be hair <laughs> concerto. You can call him whatever you want to. <laughs> it's one thing for him to have a creative concerto. vision and execute <laughs> that, but then he's rude and nasty. Why are you get off the stage and, and, and making fun of how people look? Making and... fun of how they look. He's nasty. He's very petty. Petty and nasty, and how can you expect these people to have any sort of respect for you when you behave? And how way? he's willing to fight, like yeah. and argue back and forth. I don't know. And it's all I just act. Don't get a good Remember feeling. when the Flash same was with the manager? Ass? Yeah, Remember when he, Flash was gonna he beat like, up, and he was like, "Please hit me on camera so I can fucking uh, tell the people or whatever." So I can lay you fight. out. You don't want to fight. <laughs> wow. But remember Flash, the manager too. Um, the Renee? big dude. 
No. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Melvin. Oh, Melvin. Melvin. I did I not call Melvin. it. I said I don't feel good about that dude. I started to warm up because he took skip is a skip. No, flashing. Flash, yep. And I was like, that's really sweet. And he gave him money to see his family. But I was he had like, it to give because he had taken no, from Melvin turns. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, 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 it don't matter. It don't matter. Yeah, yeah man. Melvin, I knew it. Melvin. Talking about that was the devil. Yeah. Shut that wow. up. And, and really thought he was about to be back in. No. I was Frida happy that Frida was, was stuck by her decision. Yes, like, that was very cool. No. Yeah, so that's just been good. Um, I love Big Frida's relationship with her sister and her brother. I love that. Big Frida's sister has won me over. She's making fun yep. of Devin. Remember, remember when she was questioning everything and she was like, my mama wouldn't have did it, but that's all right. It's a new Vera in town. <laughs> I'm going to make sure Frida is looking at such and such, such and such. Well, for they say Freddie, but like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love their sibling relationship. I love the Big Frida show, and I love how Big Frida wants to help the entire team. If possible, it's just good to see these people grow and work towards a goal and try harder to refine themselves and all the things that you would count people like them out when it comes to doing. You literally can watch them do it. And that's what I think endeared me to the show. What do you think of her kicking Skip and Flash out? I think that Skip and Flash were not mature with the way that they tried to get the help that they needed. You can't approach somebody by boxing them into a corner and trying to make them feel bad about your circumstances. If you want, keyword, help from somebody or you want her to increase your pay or whatever, then there's a way to have that conversation. Right, and And not at court. It's not at court. And I think that, I don't really even think they know how to have a conversation like that, and that's why they approached it the way that they did. So I don't think, and I think that's why they were so hurt, because they weren't trying to you know, distance themselves or break away from Frida or even, like, vilify Frida. They were just saying, we need more money, like, we need the help. But they didn't know how to properly ask for a pay increase. And when you're dealing with people who are unaware of the proper way to do things, it just ends in disaster. So I hated to see that happen because they were literally Team Frida. They were so good. Yeah. And then I was pissed I because... I thought they could have worked it out. Why we have to sit through all that shit? I didn't been crying and snotting and sniffing, watching him go to Battle Creek and meet that grandma and all I that know. family and shit. My heart Only just to broke. get him kicked. <laughs> Only for him to get kicked off the show. Like, I feel like it's it's going to be fixed. My heart just Maybe broke. that's... I maybe hope that's so. <laughs> me romanticizing it. But I feel like they could have fixed that. And mm-hmm. honestly, Birdo has just been like... Mm-hmm. The wedge, but I think, that's okay, between them. I think Reed is going to get Wilberto the fuck up out of there. Really? Reed, the manager? I don't think mm-hmm. so. He seems to like him. Mm-mm. I think Reed is going to get Wilberto up out of there. Reed is the one who has the clearest vision. And you want me to tell you how I know? He doesn't talk about it. You just see moves being executed. True. As soon as he came through the door, he had Frida on set for... Uh, the uh, the prison movie thing or the mm-hmm. movie role and it just roll it it continued rolling from there and so Reed is going to keep Frida so busy and ke- having new ideas and entertaining new ideas that Wilberto is going to float away they're gonna throw Not Wilberto float. in the river and he's just gonna float <laughs> float right on <laughs> off into the distance mm-hmm. okay with we'll that hat see. on 
Oh All them layers. What's he hiding? <laughs> he looked like an old ass dancer, which I guess he is an old dancer. But that's what he looks he's like. He's still dressing like he's going to <laughs> yeah. dance class, but he ain't never been back. Like one of the hip hop dancers. Uh-huh. That still got the spirit, but just ain't been going to practice. <laughs> like, that's what he looked like, you know? Uh, Wilberto. Is that it? Yeah, for Wilberto. And that's it in general. The Housewives of Atlanta left me completely uninspired. And so really? I'm, yes. And so I'm just going to move the hell on to next week. Okay, Damn, cool. I did mm-hmm. not expect that because y'all were so excited. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep, I think, so. That bad. Well, you, oh, I was going to say, well, you was with me traveling, but you was traveling too. I think you was with me in my heart. One more thing, <laughs> since we're talking about it, whatever, let's get this one point out about the Housewives of Atlanta, right? <laughs> Candy was not wrong for sitting at that table laughing with Carmen at Porsche. Oh, that during shit that, was that, funny. During that exchange. People, I've seen so many people saying Carmen was wrong for talking shit about Porsche. No, she wasn't. Candy is Carmen's best friend from childhood. And Porsche literally went full throttle, pedal to the metal, with a complete and total lie that could have really done some damage to Candy. Yes. So what they supposed to do? Not la- I would have been laughing. I... I- would have been loud saying the things that Carmen was saying under her breath. (laughs) So at least they had some sort of discretion. And I think that we were just shown again how sorry and how fake Portia really is. How dare you say you're not going to Shamia, your childhood best friend, right? How dare you say you're not going to her wedding because the plane tickets are $10,000? And you can't afford a $10,000 plane ticket? Because she got it for a flight Getting out of Rolls Royce. I was like, what the hell? Where are you going for $10,000? Well, she has to have first class because she has that condition. They're going to Africa. Affluenza? She keeps saying she has a condition and she has to fly first class. And the plane tickets are $10,000 because she just physically, she can't do coach. Okay. You don't want to go to Shamia's (laughs) wedding. Just say you don't want to go to her wedding. And I, I just... Yeah, I just want to wait till next week, y'all, because I'm getting pissed. I'm not even going to talk about Married to Medicine because I don't want to talk about Dr. Um, Dr. Simone and Cecil's marriage breaking down oh, in front of our man. face. It makes my heart hurt. I hated to see that. But didn't y'all know that? No. Oh. Well, you, you're thinking about Jackie and oh. Curtis. Yeah. Simone and Cecil is the, Simone is the Dr. Jackie's close friend. The yes. other oh, They're like sisters. And her and her husband are having some very, very um, tumultuous times in their marriage in front of our face. And I just understand both sides. And so I just really don't even want to make it like fodder. I just hate to see it happen. I take my married to medicine viewership very yes. seriously. And, you know, I just don't wanna I don't wanna tarnish them in my eyes. I my no. heart, my I just those lovely, <laughs> lovely ladies. Not the voice it's breaking. Right now. We gotta keep celebrating the ladies of married to medicine. Move on. <laughs> well that's it well, for the TV land. Who wrote in? <laughs> Thank you again to Form for supporting today's episode of The Friend Zone. Form is the premium hair care collection dedicated to making every hair journey simpler and better. Inspired by your own hair care experiences, Form delivers uncompromising performance without sacrificing the health of your hair. It all starts with your life, your style, and your hair goals. After taking the Form consultation, you'll be delivered a Form regimen complete with selected products, styling techniques, and care tips that are tailored to you. Just like their brother brand, Bevel, the folks at Form were tired of seeing the women they love struggle to find hair care that was personal, effective, and most importantly, high quality. Form combines the special attention your hair deserves with the high quality solutions it needs. So get 10% off of your entire Form order when you visit formbeauty.com 
forward slash friend zone, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's formbeauty.com forward slash friend zone. Get personal with form. As per use, don't forget to email us at the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. This one is simply titled Asking for a Friend. Hey, friends, I'm a college student who is struggling to make friends. I've always been rather shy and quiet ever since I was a little kid. At the same time, I've also always had a condition that is commonly known as resting bitch face. <laughs> it's like I could be in a wonderful mood, chilling, and minding my business, and somehow there's always someone who asks, What's wrong? Or says, you seem tired or angry. The combination of being shy and having resting bitch face leads people to think that I'm unapproachable, mean, or standoffish. When I came to college, I wanted to get rid of resting bitch face as well as step out of my shell and become more extroverted. I tried starting conversations more often, smiling more, and etc. Sounds good, right? Nope. Wrong. In trying to correct my behavior, I became extremely self-conscious. Everything that I was doing came off extremely awkward and felt forced and fake. Now I'm constantly worried about if I'm making the right facial expressions and how others are perceiving me. Essentially, I have developed social anxiety. I often hear advice like, just be yourself. But for me, it's a challenge to find the balance of being self while also trying to improve myself. I say this because trying to be more extrovert and bubbly feels like a huge personality change. It feels unnatural, which leads me to being awkward. My question is, how do I balance between improving myself while still being myself? How do I restore the confidence I once had? I say explain the rest in bitch face. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you sitting there and your face looks tore up or whatever, be like, I'm, I think it would be funny. It could be like your stick. Like, I'm not actually stick. happy. And then just stare <laughs> at people with a blank so face. So they come up and be like, what's wrong? Why yeah. are you not smiling? Nothing. Well, now I'm not smiling because you didn't walked up here. <laughs> <laughs> like, just make, I think you need to just start cracking jokes and, like, make it funny. If you cannot control, first of all, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks is on your mind based on your facial expression anyway. Like, it's none of their their business unless you're putting some sort of communication out there. So who cares? People can't read your face. Lady Gaga got a whole song about it. Poker face. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you need to take up car playing. Use this to your advantage. I think this resting bitch face thing is a good thing. Somewhere with a face resting like a bitch. <laughs> Kid Cudi got resting bitch face, cigarette smoking ass, truck stop face. Kid Cudi got a truck stop face. Like you look like you see him on the road, get stopping for gas and shit, oh smoking God. a cigarette outside. Kid Cudi got resting bitch face too. That's why he came up. The energy alignment, friend. That's oh, what don't it even. Is. Oh my God. That's what it is, Francie. <laughs> yup. There it is. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> I'm wondering if it's it might not even be the resting (laughs) but you know what it might not be the resting bitch face that's making it you know because I know for me there are a lot of people this actually happened the other day I I ordered some food and the delivery girl was so stank on the phone like I mean stank (laughs) I was like damn she was like what the fuck is wrong with your front door like something crazy she like cursed I was like yo and I started laughing because <laughs> she was like, what the fuck is wrong with your intercom? Because I guess it wasn't working. <laughs> and I just started laughing because I was like, who the hell <laughs> calls Who does that? Phone? Yeah. It, like, you can't do anything but laugh. Right. And then when I um, ended up having to go down because she was right, it wasn't working. And 
when I opened the door, she had she like she's about to jump me because of the door. But I just laughed and I said, "Yo, <laughs> I was like, my bad that the intercom didn't work." She was like, "I think when I approached her without any mm-hmm. confrontation, it disarmed her immediately because mm-hmm. I think she probably used to her attitude and the way she talks just rubbing people off." <laughs> immediately and when I had no resistance to her whatsoever she just kind of was like I'm sorry I didn't mean to talk to you like that she was like I'm just having a bad day and then your thing wasn't working it's cold outside Mm -hmm. I was like it's cool I was like I understand I'm sorry that you know you had to wait for me to come down and we both laughed and it was all good so all I'm saying is it might not it might not even be you all the time it's just how people feel about how you look you know what i mean that's not always you it's not your job to be bubbly it's not your job to be smiley if somebody wants to get to know you they're gonna get to know you there are tons of people i see with stank ass attitudes and faces and if i want to talk to them i still will right so i think you know don't fake it i think that's worse because people will look at you like you crazy like something is wrong she's spazzing out well, right you now. can tell when someone's forcing kindness or yeah. bubbliness mm-hmm. it better you to Feel how you want to feel, and the people that are meant to be around you that can handle resting bitch face will be drawn to you. That's <laughs> not yeah. this hard fake smile. Because that's how that look. If you got resting bitch face and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to smile here, and you're like, because otherwise they'll think I'm not interested or angry. Like, like the Nicki Minaj meme. <laughs> the, yes, unless it's a defense, like, but if it's a defense mechanism, then that's different though. True. So, because my have mom to say, has a resting bitch face, but I also know that my mom does that because she is mortified of people, mm-hmm. and so it's just easier to have that air of like get the fuck away from me than people coming up to her because she's extremely shy, but she's actually really nice. But that's just sort of like the exterior she's created because she realizes that it works. <laughs> I have so many friends who people think are not nice. Yeah. That'd be so nice to me. Even Jade. Jade. We yeah. always laugh because people think Jade is hella mean. He's actually literally really one of the nice. nicest people I've ever met in my life. Right. Like, Hi, Jason. <laughs> no, we have a very special relationship with Jade. <laughs> um, no, but I think that because you have resting bitch face and you know it, you actually have a multitude of advantages. I thought you, you were to say multiple personalities. <laughs> I was finna howl you, in this studio. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I was no, no, no. Like, girl, you actually got multiple personalities. <laughs> <laughs> you get to pick and choose who you get to interact Not with. How? <laughs> you get to pick and choose who you get to interact with, and it becomes a situation where if someone comes up to you, you get to turn it back on them. They're like, you know, what's wrong? You like, you tell me what's wrong. I'm just sitting here minding my business. True. And then from minding there, my business. <laughs> okay. From there, they might just be like, well, damn, there ain't shit wrong, and I'm getting the wrong vibe. And I think the more you get stuff like that, the more you'll kind of develop less of a resting bitch face, or the more people will see less of it because. You're only open, you're only closed off because you're being awkward about it, probably. You're like, they're probably looking at me like I'm crazy. And that's probably making you look more crazy. So when people do come up to you, that's why they're like, what's wrong? Because you're like, I probably got resting bitch face right now, but I don't want to have it. And then you're smiling crazy. You're right, you're then, thinking about it. Right. And that's I, true. You might be projecting. That's mm-hmm. why people telling you just be yourself. And you're probably like, well, how do I do that? Like, just stop thinking about all the shit that you're doing and just do what the fuck you want to do or focus on what you're doing. Like, focus on the what's right in front of you, not what's going on inside and what you need to be putting or showcasing outside. Because it's all about how your experience. That's why you're like, I want to interact with people more. So just interact with them as you see fit. And when they're coming up to you, you can, and they read your resting bitch face, you can be a bitch to them or you can be like, <laughs> like what's up? 
And I think that that's a little bit of a blessing in disguise. And at the end of the me. day, at least the bitch is getting some rest. I've been sleepy for the past three days. <laughs> With that said, we are going to move right on into, because I am ready to go home. You going to keep yeah. playing this motherfucking game? <laughs> you keep playing motherfucking games? But for security, put me to the motherfucking side. Peace out. That's a little Nene League season one housewives for you. Oh my security God, put yeah. me to the motherfucking side. That's what her face looks like, Nene Leaks. Anyway, for the black business of the week, there are he two said things. I've been sleepy for two <laughs> She got rest what in bitch face. At least somebody you? getting some rest around this motherfucker. At least the rest in bitch face, or at least the bitch is resting. <laughs> Because I'm tired. Sante, what's the black business? <laughs> I would like I'm to go edge. on ahead and shout out. <laughs> I didn't gay this week. All I got. And it's only Tuesday, friend. <laughs> well, you're giving it too much. I ain't got nothing left. <laughs> you know what? You watch uh, Hollywood Exes or whatever. What's uh, Lola Moreau? Say less. <laughs> when she says it, I like when she do that. She's like, say less. Because <laughs> it's, it's when some shit about to go down. It's like, oh, I got something good for you. She's like, say less. I'm like, I'm excited too. The way you're doing the S is taking because me Because that's how she says it. You know how Lola Monroe talks. <laughs> Lola, Lola Monroe. Queen boy sat. Oh, God. Say less. All right. I'm going to finally do it, I think. <laughs> for the Black Business of the Week. This week, I, I think I featured them already. But because I'm going to be in uh, L.A. again, <laughs> as always... I would like to shout out the Fish Spot LA. Dead. <laughs> I had Rasta Pasta there earlier this year. Yo, Rasta Pasta. I always think of Made in America. <laughs> you remember that show? Yeah, uh, with uh, was Kid Cudi on that mm-hmm. one? Yeah. And Rasta. Was Star- Wasn't it? Line. it was the energy drink that the brother had. Oh, yes. Rasta something. What? And they had like the truck and shit. <laughs> That was so fucking random. I don't know why I, I forgot think of about that. that you show. remember that show? <laughs> um, anyways, didn't they continue. Lose, was it Rasta Juice? Just and yeah. they got, like they lost like the truck Rasta or they got it rep- uh, repainted or some <laughs> shit. Any fucking way. Yes, the Fish Spot <laughs> in L.A. Uh, they have awesome food. Uh, they've been open under a year, but they are a black business. So I just decided that I had to shout them out. I went there. I had that Rasta pasta. Changed my motherfucking <laughs> life. And I also had some lobster tails and shrimp. They got it Damn. all. Damn. Great food. Anyway, you can fi- visit the Fish Spot. They are on Instagram at the Fish Spot LA, or you could just show up and get you some good something good to eat. They are at five one zero one West Pico Boulevard, Los Angeles. That's nine zero zero one nine. And after the outside of the Fish Spot, I would like to talk about someone that is very near and dear to my heart or all of our hearts. Um, Doctor Takia, how talk about will it. be hosting an event. Um, for those of you unfamiliar with the Getting Grown podcast, Thank it consists you. of Jade of All Jades and Nothing But Trouble, who is also known as Dr. Takia Robinson. Um, Dr. Takia is hosting her event. It is called Typing Fast and Taking Care, and it's an evening of insight with Dr. Kia. Love it. A fun, fly, enlightening, and invigorating safe space for black women academics, entrepreneurs, and professionals. They're having a keynote speaker, Sharon Fry's Brit PhD, huh. and she's going to be leading a conversation on getting clear about who we are, why we're here, and where we're headed. Let's talk about so it. So the event is going to be <laughs> Friday, December 15th from 7 to 9. Um, I will get back to you with the venue information, or you can just follow Kia on Twitter. Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because her name is nothing but Treble, and I was already <laughs> thinking about that Treble. So you can follow Key Apparently, on... Asante, too, has given the week all he's got. Too. Okay. <laughs> when I was talking about Star earlier, I, too, kept some R's for later. So follow Kia on Twitter instead of the Twitter. Um, and again, that said nothing but Treble. That's nothing but Treble, not Treble. N-O-T-H-I-N. B-U-T-T-R-E-B-L-E. Nothing mm-hmm. but treble. Hey, okay, I got that. So, yes, just go ahead and look that up again. That's Friday, December 18th, uh, and that's from 7 to 9. That's going to take place in D.C. And, and please support. Yes. I told her I'm going to try my best to be there. And uh, I told her that she is going to end up manifesting something super big from this. So you guys yes. have to be there because I feel like the energy is right. Yes, Kia has been working so hard for so long and to be a friend on the outside looking in at that journey and watching that and to watch her just perfect her vision and not stick anything in there just to know on the outside looking in she's going to do exactly what she wants to do and Very excited support to see that. This. It's so amazing excited. to watch it. Right? Love it. And shout out to Kia for flexing that PhD. Girl, you ain't go to school for nothing. True. And you ain't got to be one of them people that goes and gets this degree and then is dependent on nobody to give you a job. Right. You're making your own path. Real entrepreneurship. <laughs> Let it be an example. Yay. They're so we'll so see happy. y'all in D.C. That's right. They're finalizing the venue and then tickets are going to go on sale ASAP, surely. So stay tuned for that. Outside of that, that is it for this week's episode church announcements ladies and gents Fran what you got going on I'm gonna actually let Dustin take his turn because this is a big one right here go on tell the people why don't you set me up because ladies and gentlemen nah but so I've been Dustin Ross I've been talking shit the past couple weeks about having a church announcement I can finally announce that I uh, shot a feature in Out Magazine's Out 100 issue uh, in partnership with Cadillac (laughs) and um, Emil Wilbekin, who is a media icon, Mm -hmm. okay, legendary fixture in media and pop culture. Um, I was so fortunate. He created an initiative called The Native Son. I saw. Um, yeah, which celebrates black gay men and um, who are excelling and doing well in their fields. Um, and it supports them in that work um, and encourages other pe- people to have that ambition. And so I'm so honored that he chose me as, the, as one of the quote unquote next native sons. Yay. So I was able to shoot for the magazine. Um, we're hosting an event in New York City. Uh, with Cadillac, where we get the chance to actually honor Emil and say a few words on his behalf. So I'm so excited about that. Um, and it's a big opportunity for me, great visibility, and to be able to partner with such large brands on such a great initiative and work that really needs to be done. I just feel very, very fortunate. So really excited. Pick up the Out Magazine, Out 100 issue. Uh, yeah, um, my copy. Yes. Lean away. Are you going to sign my covers. copy? Are you going to sign my oh, copy? Oh, yeah. You're so silly. Like, <laughs> I'm for real. Sweet. Nigga, you are a print magazine. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited. But and you look super cute in it. Thank you so much. And he much. posted it on his Instagram. So it's leave comments Instagram. and like. And Please go to my Instagram. And, and thank you so much for mentioning that, friend. Because of course. it's very important that we engage. So the make sure. The engagement is what brings more opportunity. So you guys, blow it up. Right. Leave emojis. Out magazine. Yeah. Actually, let's tell them an emoji to leave so that they can. Uh, what yeah. should we say? Mm. 
Um, Let's leave. Actually, leave the black fist emoji. The black race fist emoji. Everyone listening to this, go under the post with Lena Waithe in the magazine cover. It's the most recent post, right? It's the most recent post on my Instagram, but actually, you guys, go to Out Magazine's Instagram. Okay, even better. Go to Out Magazine's Instagram, and I'm featured in a few of the pics. It'd be great if you like all the pics relative to the Native Son uh, initiative. It's really good. Maybe the one that Dustin's in. I'll say it because I know he can't. Thank you so much for that, Fred. (laughs) And so I'm just really excited. So that's the church announcement I've been holding. It's really great. It's a huge opportunity, and I'm very, very grateful and honored. And I can't wait to accept the torch that's being passed to me um, this week in New York City. So it's just the beginning. Congratulations. Thank you so much, you guys. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much. So fucking dope. (laughs) Thank you. And we'll all be honoring you tomorrow so at the sweet. event. So I'm so excited. So sad, I Thank can't you come. so much. You know, I really wanted to go. <laughs> I really I wish I could go. <laughs> it's all good. Asante. Um, I am still on the road with the read. This weekend we are in LA. I cannot believe that this tour is still happening. Everybody is so amazing. Every time I'm out on the road, it's just a blessing to be outside of New York City doing shit that I love to do, to be getting on stages and saying what's up to everybody. And I am just so blessed and humbled and I'm just so taken aback because in Charlotte they just showed I don't know, it's always love in every city, but Charlotte really left something emotional with me. So it's just gonna be so bomb to be back in LA to uh be hosting the read live anyway and we're doing a pop-up shop as well the same day earlier so if you can't if you aren't going to the show because you don't have tickets don't forget to come say what's up at the pop-up sometimes people randomly and i'm not saying you should come up if you don't have a ticket to look for a ticket but sometimes people randomly show up because they have tickets and they can't go anymore or you can just come and say what's up to me which is going to be awesome so the pop-up in la is going to be from 12 to 6 at 485 south fairfax la that's 90036 and if you can't make it to that pop-up, and that's Saturday, November 18th. If you can't make it to the pop-up, then I hope I'm going to be able to see you at the show later that night. And for tickets, don't forget to go to thereadlife.com. That's right. So that's it for me. What about you, Fran? Um, I'm laying low this week. I'm so excited to be home. Yeah. I get to be in New York for late. two nope. weeks. Um, but the good thing is my wellness tour for 2018 will be the website, the new website, because it's a completely brand new tour, new sponsors. Um, I'm very excited. We'll be going up on February 1st. And we have eight cities. We're not uh, repeating any cities from this year. We're giving opportunities to other people. And I'll be able to get a little into more detail on what this new tour is about. It's not a wellness tour. Um, We already did it this year and the only way that we can continue to evolve as creatives is to keep flipping what we made and outdoing outdoing ourselves for next year so I'm very excited it's a bigger tour it's a better tour and I'm just very happy I can't wait for you to announce <laughs> it I'll be holding them the secrets the name the the vibe the information like me and my partners really put our foot in it so and wait till y'all see the locations oh Oh, god that's what i'm that's what i know and that's why i'm like i can't wait for you to announce when i show y'all the locations like with with this year next year we're really doing it how we wanted to do it now that we know how to do a tour Mm -hmm. and we got the right budget and the Mm -hmm. team excited to mention the sponsors so Mm -hmm. 
Next year's gonna be amazing. All I right, love the friend. two. Thank yes, you. Friend. I love the 2018 is already in motion and mm-hmm. hasn't even come yet. It's a good feeling. I sleep well at mm-hmm. night. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's it. I'll tell you guys more details as the time gets closer to it. Well, congratulations. It. Thank yes. you. I'm very yes. excited. Thank you to my two amazing partners, Miriam and Jera. And that's it for me. You guys have anything else? That's we out of here. If you're in Barbados, DM me. I have questions. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. I'm, I'm trying to find a specific garden in Barbados. <laughs> if you feel me. Dead. That's it. Outside of that, I'm done. <laughs> so that's it. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll catch you next week. Stay black and protect Bye. your magic. Bye.